Hey, pardon my take, listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. On today's Pardon My Take, week 17 of the NFL season. Not the last week of the season. Week 17, we've got some big games to discuss. A lot of playoff picture has gotten clearer. Some teams eliminated. Sorry, Jake. You were eliminated. Sorry, PFT. You were eliminated. That's all right. Uh, a great Sunday, though. Great witching hour. Big games. Awesome games. We're going to do fastest two minutes. We're going to recap every single game. We got football guy of the week. We got who's back of the week. Maybe touch a little bit on some bowls because all we've been doing is watching football the last two weeks. And we're going to do that because we're brought to you by our friends at Upstart. Upstart, yes, Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over a half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. That's one fixed monthly payment. You consolidate all of it. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score and is expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan with a five-minute online rate check. You can see your rate up front for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So find out now. Go to upstart.com slash PMT. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash PMT. That's upstart.com slash PMT. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit uh, income and certain other information provided in your loan application. But go right now if you have debt, if you have credit card debt, if you have a bunch of different debt, let's consolidate it. Let's get it all together and go to Upstart. They can help you out. Upstart.com slash PMT. That's Upstart.com slash PMT. Okay, let's go. Pardon my take, presented by Barstool Sports. Welcome to Part of My Take, presented by Upstart. Go to upstart.com slash PMT today to consolidate your debt. Upstart.com slash PMT. Today is Monday, January 3rd, week 17. What? 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 We start in Cincinnati where the chili-eating Bearcat fans look to lick their wounds as Bengals. It was Jamario Cart Chase who got a triple mushroom scoring three times on Sunday. Pharrell Williams wore a big hat for the Chiefs offense scoring twice. And in my estimation, the Chiefs are still the team to beat. That's cap boom. Clap along if you feel like the Chiefs now have C2. Cup of Joe Burrow is on his way to making Starbucks on his next contract. And there's a new Joe Cool in the NFL. And he resides in Cincinnati. The Bengals, 34. The Chiefs, 31. And let us be the first to wish the Cincinnati Bengals congratulations on the AFC North crown. From Cinnamon Cincinnati over to Nashville, where Deontay George Foreman grilled the Dolphins defense and landed the knockout blow on their season. 
Tua turned the ball over. Looked like he was smoking PCP on this raining day. I didn't know he liked to get wet. Ha! Come on, Jake. Maybe you were going, they're going to pull your blood, Jake. You've been smoking PCP. Bo, ill. In a touching tribute to his namesake university, Duke Johnson and the Dolphins drives looked like they were drunk. Titans now have the one seed. Huh? 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 Titans 34. The Dolphins 3. Up to the Meadowlands and we kick it over to the singing, singing duo, Bruce Arians and Antonio Brown. I really can't stay. A.B. it's cold outside. I gotta go away. A.B. it's cold outside. Just throw me the ball. But you're not open at all. I must be leaving soon. A.B. get in your balloon. A.B. it's cold outside. The Bucks 28, the Jets 24. We were in great tune there. Nailed it, boom. In Indianapolis, where Hunter S. Thompson Renfro brought the fear and loathing from Las Vegas. It looked like the Colts were going to stay hot as P-A-R-T-Y Hilton hauled in an absolute dime from Carson Wentz. But Derek, baby, you can drive my car, had other plans as he took the Raiders down the field to set up the game-winning field goal from Dan, baby, you can also drive my Carlson. The Raiders... Get a huge win, 23-20. In Baltimore, where Odell Beckham stuck his fist into the ball pit of Chuck E. Cheese Clark as the defensive back had two interceptions and a touchdown. In a matchup of Sean John, only one coach had the clutch gene. And the Rams snatch a victory out of the jaws of defeat as Tyler Bluntly rolled up a big fat L. Rams 20, Ravens 29. Sticking in the DMV where Boston Scott Hansen was the superior red zone option. Football team fans are saying, do you really want to Jalen Hurts me? Do you really want to make me cry? As the Eagles officially eliminated the Washington football team, Taylor Moon Heineke was looking very animated as he and Terry Troy McLaurin, who you might remember from such films as that sick catch in week one against the Chargers and not being one of the guys that got into the fight on the sideline last week, tried their best in a losing effort. Eagles, 20. Washington football team, 16. In Dallas, where Antoine Wesley Snipes felt at home with no state income tax, hitting pay dirt twice, the Cowboys' offense continues to be rocky, but believers will wait to see how Kodak Prescott and his receivers develop. Chris Banjo turned Dallas into a bunch of soggy bottom boys as Mike McCarthy remains the man of constant sorrow. Don't jump off that cliff, Kingsbury, just yet, Cardinals fans. Arizona is back. 25-22. Whoop! Whoop! Out in Seattle for Russell Wilson's last home game as a Seahawk. And DK Metcalf came one short of his personal record, scoring three times in an hour. Ahmad Rashad Penny had the inside stuff running it between the tackles for 170 yards. All right, we're amen. Amen. I want amen with you. As St. Brown led the Detroit Zions with two scores, reminding Lions fans everything's going to be all right. Seahawks, 51. The Lions, 49. In Southern California, Stone Cold Steve Austin Eckler and Andre the Giant Roberts formed a tag team to stun and suplex the Broncos. To end the first half, Scranton McManus had the office buzzing when he hit a 61-yard field goal. 
Meanwhile, Mike Williams took a tour de Los Angeles and pedaled into the end zone in the fourth quarter. But Noah Font scored a touchdown for the fourth time's new Roman this season and thought to himself, what the hell, Vitica? We still lost by 21 points? Huh? Chargers, 34. Huh? Huh? Broncos, huh? 13. Great huh? job, Jake. <laughs> I didn't know you liked to get wet. Mike Williams is a classic. Standing on a corner, Jameis Winston down in NOLA. Such a fine sight to see. Blake it easy. Blake it easy. Why the fuck you starting taste so Sean Payton's crazy? Saints go marching, 1810. That was by far our worst singer. <laughs> okay, week. 17 in the books. What a week it was. We're watching right now uh, Sean Mannion and the Minnesota Vikings sadly end their season in Lambeau. Just kind of quietly sitting down in the cold and just letting the Green Bay Packers wash over them. Yeah, it's um, a very sad ending to a great week 17 for the Vikings because Sean Mannion, he's... He's he's a guy that I, I recognize his name. When when I said, who's starting for the Vikings tonight? You're like, Sean Manny. I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, because he was on the Rams for a while, right? Yeah, he right. Was, he was backing up Blake. And Oregon State, correct? I, I remember most of these like guys. A, I remember he's not most a Virginia these, guy, is he? No, I remember most of these guys from college football. Oregon because State. Yeah, because they were studs in college football. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, I liked betting on him in college football. He can't be that bad. Oh, yeah, he is. So the Packers have the one seed. This is now like pretty much it is official. I think they have all the tiebreakers. I think the the line next week against the Lions is going to be like a pick 'em because the the Packers will sit everyone and now they have two weeks. They'll have two weeks off before they have to actually start playing playoffs. Um and that will be the end of the week 17 until we obviously have Big Ben tomorrow night in the most emotional game of all time. One last thing about this game though. This game would have kicked ass if Kyle Sloter played. I yeah, I agree. Universally we can all say that Kyle Sloter would have been a much better representation of who the Minnesota Vikings could be. Actually, you know what I, I was really, really hoping for? And this this could have happened. There's like an outside chance in my wildest fantasy that this is how on Earth two, as they would say. Yes. Uh on Earth two, Kyle Slaughter starts this game. He wins. He starts next week. He wins that game. And then guess what? They have to make a decision who's going to start the playoff game. Is it going to be Kirk Cousins or is it going to be Kyle Sloter, who's on a two-game hot streak? Right, the hot hand. Throwing eight touchdowns over the course of, of seven days. I think you've got to go with Kyle Sloter at that point. It will be interesting because, I mean, Kyle Sloter's not going to be the quarterback of the future for the Vikings, but it does feel um, we had a couple games today where it felt like errors were kind of over. It feels like this is the end of Mike Zimmer. Like it's, it's They're probably going to move on. He's a good coach. He's actually a very good coach, but sometimes it's just like, all right, we got to do something different. And it might, I don't know how they'll navigate it, but might be the end of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota too. Because it feels, I you know, not to get into the entire COVID protocol and stuff, but like to miss this game when you your season's on the line, that sucks. Yeah. That I, sucks. I mean, I, I think there are a lot of things. It, it, it seemed like Zimmer and Cousins were kind of always going to be, they had like a shotgun wedding where at points it seemed like Zimmer really, really did not want Kirk Cousins, at least at that price tag, it might have just been Mike Zimmer hating every quarterback and just being a defensive guy and not really care. He he definitely did not like Kirk Cousins anymore because of the price tag that came along Correct. with him. But it was it always seemed like a thing with Zimmer where it was like, 
Yeah, I guess I'll try to win with Kirk Cousins. I well, guess he's my guy, but he seemed like his guy, but he never seemed like his boy. Kirk Cousins is one of those guys that, you know, everyone knows this person in their office or their school or whatever. They don't do anything specifically that makes you hate them. Just their existence bothers you. Like, I think that if you are in a in a facility with Kirk Cousins for multiple years, he never says anything bad. He's a nice guy. You can't actually say, like, oh, Kirk Cousins, like, oh, he fucked my wife, or oh, Kirk Cousins, like, you hear what he's bashing everyone behind their backs, or he's he's a fucking asshole. No, he's a nice guy. He's just, if you just look at him long enough, you're like, I don't like you, dude. He doesn't have any vices. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. You can always tell. Man. I always like a guy that's that's just riddled with faults. Well, he does have a vice. Uh, the way that he grills meat. Yeah, not yeah, exactly. But no, his vice grilling meat in the in the worst way possible. His vice is just that's not that's a lack of not being a vice is putting the foil down underneath. That's almost I wouldn't consider that a vice. I think that's him trying too hard not to have a vice. It's but he also does wear uh, socks and sandals, so that could yep. be considered a vice because that's just like I'm going to go out like this. He's the least accurate quarterback in NFL history on his gender reveals for that's his babies. True, that is true. Um, so yeah, Kirk Cousins probably over in Minnesota. All right, before we get to the rest of Week 17, I am mad at you guys because we're now three days into the new year. How's your diet going? Uh, it's starting today as you're listening to okay. this. But I'm mad because none of you have wished me a happy January. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Dan Dockich has created January. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's January for Dan's. Okay, what do you do? Uh, we're going to read. Yell about participation trophies? <laughs> yeah, we're going to read, and we're going to be our best Dan's. Okay. So, watch out. It's January. But what, what's the difference between January and just New Year's resolutions? Uh, I don't really know. I just know that we we have a month named after us, and I'm in. Okay. I haven't really actually followed up. Rules. And, yeah, every time he tweets about it, I'm just like, I'm in. I don't even read the tweet. It's, I'm uh, in. Weight loss. Okay. No alcohol, Check. except for wild card weekend. Nice. That's <laughs> kind of... What, divisional round? He's so probably going to the, he's probably he probably was expecting to go to the Colts game. Okay. Yeah. Read five books. Nope. That's too <laughs> That's many books. Great. You read Come children's on. books, right? But January Hickey, we can't read five books. Okay. Um, I'll read one. Do something good for someone every day. All right. January. And then he added today. Get healthy all month. Wait, we're adding stuff? He added today eleven hours ago. Jesus Christ. Walk your dog. Skip dessert. Get off your ASS. Do something nice for someone. All right, else. you know what? I'm out on January. Never mind. You guys did the right thing by not wishing me happy January. De- January is one of those things yeah. where it's it sounds good because it it kind of rhymes. It rhymes. So that's, that's yeah, the coolest that gets part. You. It's like tales never fails. Yeah, right. That's the only reason why I would ever go along with something like that. And it's just a, it's a month for dance. There was a uh, there's a tanning salon in my college town that would celebrate January. Okay. Sorry, that actually sounds. You guys want to do January? Uh, I'm probably out on tanning. Get some of that vitamin D. <laughs> It's just one of those things that if you tan, there's just a lot of questions about like what. So how did you? Where'd you go? It's like oh, I didn't go no, anywhere. It's January. Yeah, simple answer. You just stole January from me. No, I'm although saying, I, I did rescind. You January. rescinded it, I so rescinded I said yeah. we can right, open right. it up to something different. Yeah. All right. Let's talk some. Let's talk some football because we had some great football. We're gonna start. Even though the lead story is Antonio Brown, which will be the second game, and we have the guy who picked him up. Hustle hard, Danny. Danny boy, hustle. Danny hard? boy, hustle hard. Danny yeah. boy, you know, hustle hard. Who, you know him. Who picked up Antonio Brown after he left MetLife Stadium? We have a phone call with him uh, to get the scoop. No other podcast will do this. I can guarantee that. That will be story two. Story one has to be the Cincinnati Bengals thirty-four, 
the Kansas City Chiefs 31. The Bengals are your AFC North champions. Joe Burrow was incredible. Jamar Chase was incredible. They win the division at home against what was the one seed in the Chiefs and the team that everyone said, oh, here come the Chiefs. No one's going to beat them. An incredible game. Probably the best game that the Bengals have had as a franchise in, I don't know, five, ten years. And I'm just happy for Bengals fans because to to replay how the season has gone, we had a whole rant in the middle of the season when they beat the Ravens 41-13 or whatever the score was, or 41-17. They were not leading the, the – they were the one seed at that given time. And we said, Bengals fans, soak it in, enjoy it. And then they fell off a cliff. And now they're back. Soak it in. Enjoy it. Your team is for real. Joe Burrow is a fucking stud. That game was awesome. Yeah, Joe Burrow, I think last week I said he was elitish. I think he's elite. I think so, I think too. Joe Burrow, I think I'm ready to officially declare it right now. Can you name five quarterbacks in the NFL that you would take this week over Joe Burrow? I would take Joe Burrow over Justin Herbert, and I know people would be like, what? I would, too. I would take him over Lamar Jackson. I would, too. Wait, let's... Here's how we do it. Let's rank the AFC North quarterbacks. Okay. Number one, Joe Justin Burrow. Her- to, yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow. Joe, you're going to say Justin Herbert for AFC North? No, AFC North, Joe Burrow, number one. Number two, Tyler Huntley. Yes, number two, Tyler Huntley. Number three, Josh Johnson. Yep. Number four, Baker. Baker. Five, Case. Six, Six Lamar. Wait, what about Ben? Best avail- abilities, availability. Lamar's not been playing. Actually, okay, this week and this week only – I might put Ben ahead of Joe Burrow. It's his because week. It's, it's his week. It's his swan song. We it should is, pay deference to, to Big Ben. But no, Joe Burrow is he's an elite quarterback. It right was now. It, it was, was incredible. Maybe maybe just maybe uh, the people that were saying don't draft Jamar Chase. Oh yeah, because you should take an offensive lineman. Maybe you should just take a player that's fucking awesome. Who's a there. game changer? Who you can't like? There are I don't know a handful of guys on offense in the NFL that wreck games and Jamar Chase did he had a he had a little of a rookie wall that he hit there that he wasn't he didn't have a lot of great games but today was an enormous game at home and he fucking delivered and he was making crazy even like the touchdown catches are crazy but like even that um he had like a nine yard uh catch after the run it was a totally it was a play in maybe the second quarter, 21-7. Like, didn't really mean anything, but it shows you the type of player he is that, like, he will always get those extra yards, and he's so hard to bring down. He's so fast and shifty. He's awesome. There was one catch that he had where I was like, okay, I, now I really like this guy. He It was like a 40-yard catch, maybe 35-yard catch, and after he brought it in, he did the thing where he just kind of held his arm out and palmed the ball to keep it away from the defender and kept moving downfield. It looked like... Somebody's uncle playing against their nephew in pool basketball. Yes. Where they're just like holding the ball away and being like, come on, yeah, all you guys try to swarm me. You're still not getting the ball. He wrecks shit. He, he does. He wrecks shit. That's what he does. He wrecks shit. He yeah. loves to wreck shit. And, and it's. He has all, NOS. He it, actually it, has NOS in his body. Yes. On the touchdown that he had where he ran in between five defenders, there's no other way to. That was fast and furious. Yeah. And he's like. The Bengals are not a complete team. I think they're still a, uh, probably like an off season away from being like true contenders. But they have everything in place right now. Like to to know that you have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and I mean we said it last week. T Higgins is under twenty three as well. It's crazy how good they could be for a long period of time now. And the feeling of we have our guy and he's so good. And it's like I mean Joe Burrow. It's hard to fully explain why he 
is like elite and why I would take him over those other guys. But if you just watch him for a game, especially a game like today where he was on, and the amount of like sacks he gets out of, the 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 ability to shift around the pocket and make big time throws, and they also like the Bengals. The way they run their offense, they don't really do him a ton of favors. They'll run so many empty sets where he just, it. you know that he has to do it himself. Mm-hmm. He got his nameplate ripped off. That was He's sick. such a fucking warrior. I just love watching him play. I know this is sounding like borderline creepy how I'm gushing over him, but if you're a Bengals fan, you understand everything we're saying because it's that much fun to watch him play. And we do need to start the, the, the motion of Joe Burrow being elite and having people respect that take. Yes. Bengals fans. You need to make sure that people that that people in the media, when you tell them Joe Burrow is elite and they they throw some weird stat at you to tell you why he's not and then ask you, well, what do you think about his completion percentage on third down or whatever the fuck they're going to say? Just reply by saying he just is. No, and no, he ju- he, well, he just is he, elite. No, if if people disagree that he's elite, you can you can drop the old. Tell me you don't watch football without telling me you don't watch football. Yeah, because it's the eye test. Yeah, he just is. It's the eye test. He just is, and just like Kirk no, Cousins is the eye test. Uh huh. Like you can look at his numbers and be like, oh my god, he's incredible. The eye test does not lie when when you're judging these type of quarterbacks. Well, also, and Joe Burrow passes that. Also, God, he plays a, a very significant part in football. We need to come to terms with that. Things don't just happen all the time. Is there any other quarterback that would have gotten his nameplate rip, ripped off his back and then gone on to beat the best team in the NFL? Now, no, that, that only happens to quarterbacks who are going to end up being great. Now, all the gushing that we just did, is he hurt? No, he, he did get... He got his foot stepped on. And that was bad. Like, at the end, I don't really understand... I liked their aggressiveness. It was a very weird ending because the Chiefs should have let the Bengals score, but then they didn't let them score, and they got stuck in a position where it's like, well, now we have to try to stop them, and they're going for it on fourth down when a field goal obviously could win the game in regulation if Patrick Mahomes doesn't go down the field. It was it was a clunky end to an unbelievable game. Yeah, it was a Mexican standoff between Andy Reid, uh, Zach Taylor, and then a clock. And also the Chiefs' just inability to have one play without a defensive penalty. That was tough at the end. They got that drive extended like three times yeah. on these penalties. And then uh, it was a great incomplete pass on the spike. They brought in is Brandon Allen that came in, right? Yes. And so everybody was like, wait. At first I thought that he just got brought in because he was their specialist on spiking the ball because he's so inaccurate. Then, yeah, this guy's going to hit the ground for sure. But then people were like, wait, Joe Burrow actually limped off the field. I saw the replay. He got stepped on as he was falling down. Oh, wait, Jake's, hold on. We're, by the way, we're in our other studio because our other studio, our real studio, is broken still. So we'll be back there on Wednesday, but that's why if you're watching this on YouTube, you're like, where the fuck are these guys? We're in the radio studio. Jake. He appears to be fine. Okay. They're downplaying it. That so. one, that, it's never good when you have a game that's, again, probably the best game, home game the Bengals have had in 10 years. Because they haven't won any playoff games, and Joe Burrow like goes off limping at the end, where everyone has to hold their breath. I saw him doing the get the gat in the locker room afterwards. Oh, I think so he's, he's fine. fine. He's good. He's good to go. Uh, I have a quick stat for you on Joe Burrow's greatness, and we'll talk about the Chiefs real quick. Um, Joe Burrow, the second quarterback all time to go 450 yards, four touchdowns, back to back weeks. The other quarterback? No, <laughs> not Tua. Come on. You were I doing that the last few weeks. Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Jameis Winston. Okay. <laughs> so, that is rarefied air. Legends of Joe Super Burrow, Dome, one of one. Of them. Yes, Joe Burrow, one of one. Um, all right, so the Chiefs. 
Uh, they lose the one seed, most likely. The, the, the Titans now just have to beat the Texans week 18 to seal the one seed because, remember, the Titans kicked the shit out of the Chiefs before the, before the Chiefs went on their big, uh, long winning streak. There's two ways to look at this. One, uh, the optimistic way. Choose your own adventure, Chiefs fans. Oh, well, we needed one of these games before the playoffs. We can get things right. This is okay. We, it's still AFC is still our territory. Two, this is the defense. This is the real Chiefs defense, and it's not them playing Jordan Love or Daniel Jones. You know they had some good games against some good quarterbacks, but this is the real Chiefs defense. And oh yeah, it's a big liability still because when you get in a shootout, it's not Patrick Mahomes is incredible, but when you get in a shootout, it's so, it becomes so much more of a coin flip game. So their defense was. It left a little bit to be desired today, especially with Sorensen. Sorensen and Fenton. He's had a guy like that's just penalty. like Sorensen was the guy that was highlighted as being the biggest liability, maybe, maybe of any starting defensive back in the NFL for like the first six games, and then he started playing really, really well. This was back to him being like, okay, that's the old Sorensen right. that we all remember. I don't, I don't think that he's either one of those two guys. I feel like he's probably somewhere in the middle, and. I don't think that the Chiefs are going to run into offenses that are quite as good as well, the Bengals. Well, it could be the Bengals again. It could be the Bengals again, in which case they might be in for that's, – that's going to be an issue. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, when, you, uh, uh, when you get in a game like this, and it was, it was a crazy back-and-forth game. It felt like the Chiefs were going to cruise in the first half. But the Bengals, Joe Burrow, Moxie, everything, like they just don't give up. But when you get into a shootout like this – you basically it it's it feels like it's almost up to chance like who has the ball last kind of situation because if the I think if the Bengals if the Chiefs had let the Bengals score a touchdown there with like a minute and forty left I think that game goes to overtime where the Chiefs get a two point conversion too much time on the clock for Patrick right Williams. you know what yeah, I mean so, so it's, it's a total the, the way that it worked last. out at the end was it was such a comedy of errors that I don't think either coach had a full grasp of how the end of that game was going to shake out. They just kind of had to roll with the punches in the way that things were called at the end. Right. And so, yeah, if they had scored earlier, if they had done the thing that, by the way, that Utah should have done to Ohio State Thank and God let they the guys score, the year. if they just let them score, then, yeah, I would take Patrick Mahomes with the ball in his hand to go down and try to tie the game. Oh, one last thing about the Bengals, though. They've got a kicker. Yeah, that's the thing. Evan is McPherson. Like, Evan McPherson, I think, is like a legit star kicker. I think he's going to be one of the best guys in the league for a pretty long time. That dude is... He's he's pretty clutch. Yeah. So Bengals fans, enjoy it. This is uh this is a hell of a Monday for you. You clinch the AFC North. You have a team that I like I said, I, I don't know the Bengals defense at times leaves a little bit to desire, and they have had times where their offense is not like I the Bengals still lost to the Bears this season, which seems crazy to just say. Um and they lost to the Jets. So they've had a couple games where it hasn't looked great, but I also think they have that that's that ceiling now. That you can, if you're a Bengals fan, you're going into every every single playoff game being like, we have a chance. We also, absolutely have a chance. The, the Bengals uniforms look so cool when their team is good. Yeah. they look so awful when the team is bad, or maybe they don't look awful. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna correct myself on that. I think when the Bengals are bad, I see them in those uniforms. I just get sad because I think of how cool they would be if it was an awesome team. They have top five helmet in the NFL. Yeah, and and when they were wearing the black pants today, the orange tops today, which somehow I think. I think their jerseys got oranger. I think that's the change that they made in the offseason. They just they said we're going to make it slightly more orange and then when you when you have the black pants with that and then that helmet, it doesn't get much better. No. Especially when the team's good offensively. Fuck yeah. Yes. Feed it yes. to me. Um all right, next game. 
This one was uh, probably the biggest drama show, uh, big drama show, to, to quote Triple G. The Bucks 28, the Jets 24, Antonio Brown. I So last week he said uh, he's not about the drama. And then we defended him because he's it's clearly a media creation against him, all these lists of things that he's done, the transgressions. This week he decided after not getting the ball enough – that he was going to rip off his jersey, his shirt, and leave uh, MetLife Stadium in the middle of the third quarter, in the middle of a play. Like, yeah. the cl- the play clock was going on behind him. And it was – I've never seen anything like it. It's it's incredible. He got cut right after. Uh, Bruce Arians – I kind of wanted Bruce Arians to just get in front of the media and being like, Antonio Brown's still on the team. He helps us win. Mm-hmm. It would have been a hilarious move, but holy shit, what a show. So – First of all, how pissed do you think Julian Edelman is that he didn't figure out, hey, maybe I should retire during a game and take my shirt off yes. and then just have pictures of me spread like Thirst wildfire trap. across yes. the internet. Uh, secondly, he's going gremlin mode now, Big Cat. Yeah, that's okay? true. So I feel like we should go gremlin mode on the media. I don't know what gremlin mode is. Don't feed you. Yeah. Don't get you wet. Just is gremlin mode. Just gre- we're going gremlin mode on the but media. Listen, between guys- January and get gremlin mode, mode you better watch out it would have been it would have been very funny if uh if that was a design play you know like a bunch of like high school teams always run that play in basketball where one guy gets on hands and knees and it's barking like a yep. dog yep. antonio brown retiring during a play was actually a decoy that well, would have been a sick play it, it was so crazy we were watching it in the gambling cave and we didn't have the sound on to that game because why would we but uh we thought it was pre-game it was like a pre-game video they were rolling of Antonio Brown dancing in the end zone. And then we realized, wait, the play clock is behind him, and it's running. This just happened. Mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy. It, the whole thing... Also, shout out um, all the doctors on Twitter who have successfully diagnosed Antonio Brown with CTE, something that we still... The, the best doctors and scientists in the world can't do in a living human mm-hmm. but they've been able to do it over twitter they so. know it yet they've watched him on instagram live so yeah, like that's that, how is that well it's it, like I, way worse to ju- to be like i think antonio brown has cte than just saying i think antonio brown might be an asshole yeah well that's 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 a normal thing to say i think antonio brown might be an asshole i, I think studies you can, out you can also say like i Antonio Brown doesn't seem well. He no. doesn't seem like he's in a good headspace. I don't know if that's just his personality or if there's something else going on. But to make the jump to CTE, that's something that probably you shouldn't do because I've actually seen the effect that it has on players and just people that I've been around that have had head injuries and have played contact sports. They think now that everything that right. they do wrong, they forget one thing. They're like, oh, my God, that's CTE because people are, are diagnosing it just like – off the top of their heads at people. So if, 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 I don't know. He might, he might have, he seems like a guy that probably has some, uh, some personality issues, maybe bipolar. I don't want to, no, don't Troy, diagnose anything. Troy That's Aikman. the thing. Like we're I don't not, want to diagnose. Yeah, we're not doctors and people on Twitter aren't doctors and people being like, Oh, he's clearly showing signs of CT. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You watched, you watched Will Smith with an accent and you now can diagnose CTE over Cut Twitter. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. It's crazy. It's now, like I, this is an aside thing yeah. because clearly he, he we we've known this for a while that he's an ex- eccentric at best and maybe something wrong at worst. But I'm not going to fucking diagnose someone over Twitter who I watch play football because I'm not a fucking doctor. So um, bring it back to gremlin mode real quick. Yeah. At the media, allow me to go gremlin mode on them. Antonio Brown quit. 
on his team, quit your words, not mine, seems like he helped his team win because they were getting the yes. shit kicked out of him by the Jets, which typically happens to good teams, by the way. The Jets just – they fucking smoke good teams. I don't know what it is about – They just get up they, – what, what the Jets do is every, like, three or four weeks, they're like, you know what, this week we're going to play well. Yeah, so, so basically Antonio Brown, by, by walking out on his team, helping them win, he's like Batman when he flies away with a big nuclear bomb and saves Gotham. Well – do you think it also might have been – did Antonio Brown call the fourth and two and a half yards QB sneak, which Robert Sala, Billy, I mean, that was the the longest QB sneak I've ever seen. I I actually like him going for it, but did he think that it was inches? The plays designed that there was a sweep with Braxton Berrios, who had an amazing game. So they wanted to give Berrios the sweep, but the way that play is designed, there's an option for the quarterback to sneak it, and usually they run oh, it close no. to the goal line. But no one communicated to Zach that we're definitely giving the sweep, and that's why you have to give it to Braxton Berrios, who was balling out and needs to be re-signed. So Zach Wilson saw the defensive front that would tell him to go take the sneak, but two yards. No one told him that. He but was it was two yards. It was so. It was a baffling move because right. it was so far. It wasn't you know like. The fourth and inches is fourth and inches, but this was fourth and two, and yeah. maybe even two and a half. But that the Jets played scrappy, and Zach Wilson played well. Like, he did. He played well. I, he, they didn't score in the last four drives, but he played well. I'm going to defend the Jets here. I'm going to defend Eccles because he's catching some shit because he asked Tom Brady to sign a game ball for him afterwards yeah. on the field. I get why people might be upset about that. I think you should be allowed to do that as long as he's not a quarterback in the division. He's no longer on the Patriots. You're never going to see him again. You're never going to see him again. He's on the Bucks. Not really a rival to you anymore. Jets Super Bowl. When are you going to get the chance to do Jets this Bucks again? Jets Super Bowl next Jets year. Jets Bucks Super Bowl, possibly. Yeah, but you probably wouldn't want to do it then. Yeah, you want. This is the last time you'll be able to get him to sign a ball without confetti falling down around you because you just beat him. It's also if you have a chance to play against Tom Brady, you're going to probably tell your kids forever that you played against Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. That That's a the- normal human thing. That was the pick he caught off him. Oh. So that's why he was getting signed. That's even cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. I intercepted this off you, Tom. Yeah. Will you sign it? Yeah. That actually flipped. You know what? Now it's completely flipped. Now it's like, wow, Tom Brady is a real cuck for signing the ball that he threw as an interception. Yes. Yes. Um, we also have one other thing with Antonio Brown. So the Jets played hard. I mean, they. I actually thought Zach Wilson looked okay. It was. He's electric. Yeah. It was electric all around. Electric mm-hmm. until the. I mean, they, he didn't score what, like. I'm viewing it from Hank live bet the bucks and I did it with him and he just kept on repeating it's Zach Wilson it's Zach Wilson it's Zach Wilson and like those last four drives they just had to keep punting so Maintain but he was good pick. like if you watch that game you feel encouraged by Zach Wilson absolutely right the future yeah uh Antonio Brown the incentives this is a wrinkle that I don't know if you saw going around yes yeah, so he left almost a million dollars on the table, potentially. Eight catches for three hundred thirty-three thousand three hundred. He was eight catches away. Yes. Okay. Eight catches, fifty-five receiving yards, one receiving touchdown, three hundred thirty-three thousand three hundred thirty-three each. So that might have been why he was so mad. But he still had another game to get. He had it. a game and a half. Yeah, yeah. but he was mad. I, I actually he wanted heard, the ball. I actually yeah. heard that somebody wanted to get him the ball more, and the plan was to get him the ball more. But he still flipped out about something. You, there's no way to like look into the mind of Antonio Brown and figure out why he flipped out. Yeah. And personally, I've been afflicted because I had a, an insane uh, touchdown prop parlay and everything hit except Antonio Brown because he left the game. Also, he missed games because of his COVID card. So right. it's mm-hmm. kind of not oh, yeah, really all of the coach's fault. Do you, think, get it. do you think like 
the fake vaccine is actually bad for your mental s- state. The fake card? Yeah. Like Wait, faking getting it is actually bad. No, well, I, I actually think did that- Did he like, just get vaccinated? Oh, yeah, he did? Yeah. Oh, Antonio oh, Brown oh, wasn't oh. flipping out like this until he got the <laughs> shot, got right, Billy? Going down the, <laughs> yeah. got Billy going down the rabbit hole. I love it. Yeah, he's he actually said he's big mad. He said, yeah, I'm big mad. Making a difference. That's what the M, the A, and the D stand Oh, for. nice. So he's gremlin mode, and he's making a difference. It was crazy. Time. We'll never it see was, anything like it that. It was crazy. He rage quit. I've never seen a player like... Vontae Davis quit, but he yep. quit at halftime, and he... He just retired. He was like, you know what? Game's not for me anymore. It's not I'm worth out. it. I'm out. And Tony, it could have been something as slight as a coach being like, hey, I want you to line up uh, in the slot as opposed to as an X receiver on this next play. And he'd be like, that's it. Take my gloves. Take my shirt. I'm out. Take my shoulder pads. I'm out. I, I'm going to say something that's going to sound crazy, but I still think there's like a 5% chance he might go back to the box. Well, because Tom Brady would be like, Bruce. He's he is the only way we're going to win another Super Bowl, and I'm so addicted to winning that I don't care. I actually like what Tom Brady did after the game. What did he, he say? He played it pretty low key, but he was he was saying, you know, they were asking him, "How'd you find out that Antonio Brown left? Has there been any communication and that sort of thing?" And he just goes, and this is why I brought up the mental thing earlier. He just said, "We're all you know trying to get Antonio the help that he needs, and that he's uh, Hank could probably pull it up or tell me because I'm sure that you're much more." into what Tom Brady has been saying word for word than I am. But he basically said, we need to support Tom Brady, or we need to support Antonio Brown. We need to make sure that he's doing well, and everybody out there, just be nice to him and try to help him out if you can. Okay, so we'll be nice. And don't say that he has CTE if you haven't gone to medical school for like Mm -hmm. 15 years. I will say one last thing, Gremlin Mode, because I just thought of this analogy. You remember in Remember the Titans? Ryan Gosling takes himself out. His team wins. Everybody's like, wow, Ryan Gosling, great player, great teammate. Antonio Brown takes himself out. His team wins. Yep. And we're all throwing, we're throwing sticks and stones at him. Yep, that's true. All right, so before uh, – I had one last thing. Before we get to we, – we have the guy who picked up Antonio Brown after the game, uh, Danny Boy Hustle Hard, great name. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout-out. I still believe that Mike Tomlin doesn't get enough credit for keeping that locker room together with Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell for nine years. So I just want to shout out Mike Tomlin because I was hard on Mike Tomlin at times, but he is probably the he should get coach of the year retroactively mm-hmm. for that entire stretch. And also Big Ben should get injuries added to his career from when he had to deal with those guys. Yes. Just headaches. Well, no, just Big he- Ben is hard to deal with too. No, I know. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm just saying, but I'd also like it to go I'm, the other way yeah. for Big Ben, for him dealing with Antonio Brown, to also have migraines added to his list of ailments that he's had. Yeah, I mean, Mike Tomlin deserves credit for dealing with Big Ben, who is a dog that, that pretends that he's hurt every other day, mm-hmm. and you have to take it to the vet. Um, okay, so let's talk to... Danny Boy Hustle Hard, who picked up Antonio Brown. This is a part of my take exclusive. Find you another podcast that will get this type of interview right after a big NFL incident. Okay, we now have a very special guest on. It is Danny Boy Hustle Hard. Uh, he is famous as of now on this show. People know him. Because he hustles hard. <laughs> he hustles hard, but he is the guy who picked up Antonio Brown from MetLife Stadium after Antonio Brown left in the middle of the game, uh, ripped off his jersey, ran, walked out, left. So, Danny Boy, we, we you know, we're not going to ask What's you up? to tell you tell us everything that Antonio Brown was saying, but can you at least can you t- explain to us how this all went down? Like, you get the call. Uh, just take us from there. Like, well, you AB, get the yeah, call. Me and me and me and, yeah, me and AB are close. A lot of people don't know that because I just don't. 
you know, he doesn't really come to town that much, but uh, I um, I got the call from somebody close to him, which is uh, one of my close friends, Jared, who has a uh, huge memorabilia. Um, does like a lot of memorabilia, and he, he manages a couple of guys, but he's very uh, close with AB. He's close with Odell. He's um he's actually the behind the scenes guy. He's like the glue that nobody knows. He has no social media or nothing. Right. So. So you get the call from Jared, him. Yep. Yeah. And what does he say? So basically, I called Jared because I'm a fucking gambler. I'm gambling on this fucking game, and and <laughs> <laughs> I want I, I got the book. So I'm looking at the score. And I'm like, what, bro? What the fuck's going on? So then I see AB do that, and I called Jared, and I said, Jared, did you just fucking see what AB just did? And he's like, no, what happened? Because he lives, Jared lives in Pennsylvania by Philly, so he wasn't. Um, he, I guess he was tapped into like the Eagles game or whatever. But, um, basically, he didn't know. He saw it. He starts fucking freaking out, flipping out like a maniac. He's like, oh my god, oh my god, I'll call you right back. I'll call you right back. And then, uh, calls me back. He's like, Danny, I need you to go straight to MetLife and grab AB like right now. <laughs> go, go, go straight to the. Uh, MetLife Stadium, go grab him. So you pull up. So, what do you tell the security when you're pulling up? Are you like, hey, you know, Antonio Brown just quit. I'm the guy that's supposed to be pulling up. How do you how do you get so to the yeah, stadium? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, here's, the, here's, the, here's the catch to this. Here's the catch. So I, me coming from my house, it was taking me a little long. People were taking pictures. So this fucking lunatic jumps into a fucking a state trooper car, and the guy flies him to fucking Newark Airport to get a, to get a uh, – a Tampa, a Tampa um, flight. You know what I'm saying? Right. But he gets to Newark Airport and he's like, "Nah, fuck that." And he and now me and him are going back and forth on text and 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 he's telling me what's going on. So I I fly to Newark Airport and he hits me up on Facetime and he's like, "Yo, man, I can't get on this flight, man. You know, they're taking pictures, a video, man. Fuck that. Yo, come pick me up. We turn it up." And I'm like. <laughs> This kid's fucking shot the fuck out. This kid's really shot out, bro. There's something fucking wrong with this kid. <laughs> so he's fucking terminal C level two. He's fucking bugging out. He, he's laughing like I, this fucking guy's laughing like 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 he just fucking scored nine touchdowns during the game. Like I couldn't believe what the fuck. I, <laughs> so I'm like, bro. I'm like, yo, AB, what up? And he it was just he got in the car and we 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 were gone. You know what I'm saying? So what? So when he's in the car, is he just like, "Yo, that was pretty crazy," or was he just? It was just normal, you know, regular day. Like, yeah, bro, I just bro, left. bro, bro. If you would if you would have saw him, you would have thought his fucking girl just gave birth to a fucking baby. Like, like he 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 was in such a happy mood, but but you could tell like he was like in a bad not a bad mood, but maybe he was like a little disappointed. But he was trying not to let it get to him. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got to be nice he, to quit your job. Oh, like that, no matter what, it's, it's cool to quit your job. Best feeling. Well, yeah, in the here's world. the deal. He wasn't really signed. Yeah, he's not signed for like a fucking thirty, forty million dollar contract. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, AB's got money, so he really doesn't care about you know whatever whatever's going on. You know whatever he signed for, whatever. But um, so we, it, it, not that he doesn't care about. I don't want to say he doesn't care about it, but. It's yeah. more like, you know, he, he really didn't give a fuck, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? So when he so, got in the car. I more or less, I flew to the airport because I know AB personally, and I know he's a fucking lunatic, and I don't want him getting locked up at the airport. So I fucking, I was, I was already on my way over there, bro. So you, you pick him up, you get him in the car. He seems to be in a pretty happy mood. Did he give you any indication whatsoever of what it was that made him make the decision to just throw well, his shirt and his gloves? Um, well, Here's the deal. The, the, they were down. I'll, I'll be honest with you. They were down twenty-four to ten, or whatever the score was, and 
he wasn't getting the ball. You know what I'm saying? So, and 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 what really set him off, I think the coach or somebody on the sideline, yeah, yeah, it was a coach said something to him, and that really just flipped this fucking top. You know what I'm saying? That that's a hundred percent fact. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the coach said he was going to bench him. I don't know what was said because I wasn't there, but I know that something was said, and that just made him flip his top because. If you watch the game, Gronk was getting the ball the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and, uh, yeah, no, that's true. The um, I I guess my my last question is: so he got cut like right after the game. Was he in your car when he got officially cut, or did he know like this is it? This is not. He was in my car the whole time after after I picked him up. Me and him were in the car for like I don't know, like a good two hours. We were just driving around, went to the city. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just uh, we just uh, you know, went to the city and. Just try to get that shit off his mind. And, I mean, not that it was going to get off his mind right away, but, you know, try to get that shit off his mind and put him in a better place. And me and A.B., like, we, we fuck with each other. So, I mean, he was he kept saying he was FaceTiming all his people, like, yo, man, Danny picked me up, you know. Damn, man, he always puts me in a better mood and shit, man. Fuck these folks, you know what I'm saying? But he, he, he um you know, he, he put a post up in the car. He was even asking me, like, yo, what's, like, what you want me to, is this a good picture? Is that a good picture? Uh-huh. And then he, he's like, and he wanted, yo, he wanted to go on Instagram live. And that, I, I love just that. Yeah. Like, no. Yes. No shot, bro. <laughs> so Instagram live. And then, you know, and then his manager was on the phone. was like, don't do that. You know, his manager was like, don't even attempt to do that. Yeah. And then he was like, nah, I'm just fucking around. I ain't doing that. You know what I'm saying? But so is, is he going back to Florida tonight or is he chilling in New York? Uh, he is chilling, bro. He's chilling in New York. I don't know what his plans are, but he he's in New York. He's he's in New York now. Um, I don't know what his plans are. We're gonna do dinner probably a little later and uh, nice. See what's going on. You know now, what I mean? now I, I I lied. I have one last question. This is actually a very important question because we went through the list of things that Antonio Brown Steelers fan made a list of like his transgressions, and there was a very important one that was highlighted when he farted on his doctor. You've driven him around before. Has he ever farted in the right. car with the windows up? <laughs> I'll tell you what, bro. I drive a lot of these guys, and, you know, they're healthy guys, right? And the healthier you are, the healthier that you are, the nastier the fucking fart smells. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a fact. So, Wait, no, it's a fact. It is it's a fact. fact. Bro, bro, listen, Saquon is my brother, bro. Shep is my brother. Let me, let me tell you something about Sterling Shepard. You do not want to be in the car with that man <laughs> It's like a fucking, bro, it's like. Bro, it's like chemical warfare. It's probably worse than COVID. It's worse, bro. It's worse. Wait, I bro, saw I saw on your I saw on your profile on Instagram that one of the guys that you drive around is Brooks Kepka. He's a friend of ours. I know that Brooks is he's a very healthy guy too. Has he ever farted in the car bro, with you? Brooks Brooks has definitely one thousand percent farted in the car. And it's funny you bring Brooks up because me and him were on text the whole time as the shit was going on. And he's like Danny, no shot you got A.B. in the car. No shot. No shot. He's like, I'll bet you $1,000 he's not getting on that flight. And oh. I was like, yep, you won, bro. Me, me and Brooks are really, really close. That's my dog. Bro. Yeah, he's the best. I, saw, I also saw a tweet from Brooks saying about this same time that he guarantees that A.B. is going to fight a Paul brother at some point. Did A.B. mention anything about doing celebrity <laughs> boxing? I, I don't know, man. I don't know what goes through AB's head, bro. Well, we're supposed to go out to a fancy restaurant, so we might show up a fucking Subway for a fucking ham salami and cheese sandwich, bro. Hey, the that's kids good off too. the wall, bro. That's C- good come too. by the studio yeah, if you yeah, guys right. don't have anything yeah. else going on. Yeah, we're gonna be here all night. Now, yeah. AB is just—he—he's he, a different. So AB is a different kind of guy, but he's one of the greatest people you ever want to know because he's fucking hilarious, 
And if he likes you, he's a loyal person. He's just like Odell. Same thing. Odell gets a bad rap, but Odell is one of the fucking most genuine. He, I could call him right now and get a hundred grand in two seconds. That's the kind of guy he is. Bro. Well, hard. Yeah, but, yeah, Danny. Thank you very much for uh, calling in. We appreciate it. Um, and anytime, stay safe. Yeah, stay safe out there with the chemical warfare in your car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you, fellas. I'll see you guys later, bro. All right. See All you, right. man. Later, man. Thank you to Danny Boy Hustle Hard. Um, and I don't know where the Antonio it's he's never gonna play again in the NFL, correct? Uh I don't know. I don't I don't think you understand how quickly Antonio Brown goes through his money. Yeah, but I think he's no, it's probably the other teams, I think. Teams this is it's hard it will be hard for a team to sell this. Now that Al Davis is no longer with us, it's gonna be tough. I'm not saying that he doesn't want to play again in the NFL. He probably will. I don't know. If another team is going to say, "Let's take another chance on Antonio Brown," there could you be quit in the middle of a game. I, oh, I know. I, I'm, just, I'm trying to think. There's probably one coach out there that would do it. I feel like maybe this, Jerry Jones. The, the Saints might take a chance on a guy like that. Well, they not have Michael year. Thomas. Not this year. Who? But they need gone. they need somebody to fill the Michael. Yeah, at Thomas least Antonio score. Brown had the had had the decency to quit in front of everyone's face. Unlike Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. where's he been? That was mean. Yeah, but. I, I, have we ever heard anything? From He's, still He's still injured. He's still injured. He's still injured. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up, Eagles, Washington football team. The Washington football team is eliminated. The Eagles keep rolling, um, and also Raul John the the railing collapse and almost killed Jalen Hurts after the game. Which, if you haven't seen this video, I it was it, he actually could have gotten very hurt. It was a bunch of Eagles fans trying to give a high five to Jalen Hurts, and like the entire side of the stands fell, and they all fell into the field, like right where Jalen Hurts yeah. was standing. Let this be a lesson. FedEx Field is booby-trapped for opposing fans. Yes. Because we know that there are not going to be a lot of Washington football team fans there. So we're like, hey, you know what they don't know is this stadium is actually not tested to have a shitload of very enthusiastic fans in the front of it. And so they just they leaned over the railing. They fell. Jalen Hurts got real lucky because if it had landed on his leg or his knee, just maybe like two, three feet closer – Probably could have broken his legs. Yep. Like it would have been really bad. Uh, that would have been that would have been an all time moment in Washington football team stadium history. Very Just bad. when you thought the stadium injuries were limited to on the field, you can also get dinged up trying to walk after you've beaten us into the tunnel. Yes. Uh, there was a very funny fan though that was wearing like he was wearing the Eagles jersey and a helmet. He had his helmet on, and then afterwards he hung out around Jalen Hurts. And this actually this made me more confident in my take that I think that Jalen Hurts could be the next starting quarterback in Philadelphia, like long-term, the way that he handled that was pretty oh, awesome. Yeah. He was hanging out. He was like, yeah, let's get some pictures. Here are my gloves. He wasn't flustered. He wasn't trying to get out of there. He no. was. He played it very cool. I respect Jalen Hurts for that, for dealing with my shitty stadium. I mean, at least there was no sewage this game. Yes. No sewage leaked onto the fans, and no players got killed, even though they could have. But it was, uh, it, it was a bad game as a Washington football team fan. Well, Just, just because I was sad. I was sad because at halftime I thought, you know, I'm going to look up the probability of us getting to the offs if we win this game. And they weren't that bad. If the Washington football team had won this game, we basically needed two games to break our way, one for the rest of the day and then one uh, the following week, and we would have been in the playoffs. And so then I, I allowed myself to get my hopes up for about 30 seconds, mm-hmm. and then we just kind of fell apart in the second half. But it's it's probably better off that we that we don't win this game, anyways. Yeah, the blueprint fell apart when 
I remember when you were in the, the Washington football team did have a stretch there. They're they playing really good football. That four game winning streak, and you're like, I've I've mapped it out. We just got to beat the Eagles twice, mm-hmm. and that that didn't happen. And that kind of that's where it all fell apart. It's, it falls apart in your own division. The Eagles, though, they're uh, Nick Sirianni deserves so much credit. He's uh, got the most wins of any rookie head coach this year. They started um, three and six. Everyone had written them off, myself included. They end up six and one on that last stretch, last seven games. Now they didn't play like the best teams. There were, I think, there were two wins against. Oh no, they lost the Giants. Excuse me, but they, you know, they played the Washington Football Team twice. I think they played the Jets in there. So it doesn't matter though. They have a like set way to go about the game. They rush. They run the ball. They play good defense. They've gone eleven straight games rushing for over a hundred yards. I just think he deserves a ton of credit because we made fun of him. A lot of people made fun of him, and he's done a really good job as a first-year head coach. Yeah, I think what a lot of coaches do is they have they have their formula for success, and they try to use it on a team regardless of the players and the personnel that they have on the team. I think Sirianni started to do that a little at the beginning of the year, and then he kind of he did more of the judo thing later, where he just let the team's momentum carry him where it was going and just kind of manage his team in terms of what they're already good at and to try to optimize that and to just kind of go along with that. Don't try to push them in any direction. Don't try to make them fold into a blueprint. Now they're going to figure out an identity of their own. I like, I like this Eagles team. I like, especially now that they've got their offensive line cooking. I love them. They, they, it, it sounds very easy, but there's so many coaches that just don't do that. We're like, okay, here's our strength. Let's play to our strengths. Instead of me trying to run my system all the time, why don't I just play to my team's strengths, my quarterback's strengths, the fact that we have a great offensive line and defensive line, and this is what you get. And the Eagles are, I think they, if they win, they're in, but I think they have like a 90% chance regardless, so it's it's looking pretty good like they're going to get into the playoffs. And I don't think anyone expected that when they were 3-6 and six and – Guess what? They also have three first-round picks, which is crazy. Pretty good. Like a playoff team to have three first-round picks, that's pretty damn good. So I, I, I want to applaud part of the process for the Washington football team because uh, they started the season with by far, by far, the 32nd overall ranked third down defense. Remember it was like week yeah. seven, and we were debating which team has the worst third down. I think Jerry was saying the Steelers have by far the worst third down defense in the NFL. I was like, no, no, my friend. It's the football team. We looked it up, and I think the football team's percentage was like 14 points worse than the Steelers, who were in 31st place. Over the course of the year, I, it gives me great pleasure to announce the Washington football team now has the 31st ranked third down defense in the NFL. But that's a huge gap that they made up between 32nd and 31st. So congratulations, Jack Del Rio figured it out. I I think the Washington football team have, like, the foundation, and this is going to hurt you, PFT, but it's the quarterback. They need a quarterback. Yeah. Like, Taylor Heineke is fun, but if they had a real quarterback, that's a real team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they, they they need a quarterback and a name. Those are two pretty important things to a football franchise. I kind of like that. It's kind of grown on me. They're gonna they're gonna change it probably in like three weeks, I'm sure, and everyone's gonna hate it for a week, and then we'll get used to it, and then it'll just be a fine regular name, and we'll go 500 again next year. Yeah, and then rinse and repeat. Boom, there it is, and you got a huge week 18 game against the Giants that you should win. God damn, I. I we should go I'm, back to Dave and Buster. Am I gonna watch that game? I think I have to. No, you're gonna do what we did today. Um, with the Bears and Giants game, 
we watched the first quarter and then we put it on a laptop because I was like, I this is I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make everyone. There's six TVs. I'm not going to make everyone watch the Bears and the Giants on one of the six teams. Also, because you don't want to beat the Giants that badly because you're, you don't even get the normal joy out of that. Yeah, yeah. You better hope Daniel Jones doesn't play. Yeah, well, he's not going to. Is it going to be Jake no. Fromm? They, they told me that Jake Fromm was going to get some reps this week. No, Mike Lennon. We'll get to that. Uh, unbelievably bad quarterbacking performance. Um, okay. The Rams-Ravens. Jake, you don't even have to worry about this. Game's over. Packers Vikings is is donezo. Although Sean Mannion just threw a touchdown pass, so credit to him. That's keep that ball. Maybe have the uh, cornerback sign it. Just be like, I yeah. threw a touchdown pass on your ass. Ability to see one of the Jets go into the stands and try to rip the ball out of the hands of like a five year old. I was trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, that. I'm telling you what's going on with it is that a five year old got gifted a touchdown ball and they didn't want it. And then no, then a player from the Jets leapt into the stands tried to grab it out of the five-year-old's hands. The best part is the five-year-old has tremendous ball security, and the Jets player couldn't even strip a five-year-old. Oh, no. Was it a defensive player? I think it was. It was a bad look. Oh, no. That's really bad look. (laughs) Um, All right. Rams-Ravens. Rams-Ravens. This game, even though the Rams won, this is like the type of game that if you watched, you're like, oh, that's why I would be nervous about the Rams because Matt Stafford – had a, a terrible first half. He had three turnovers. He was awesome at the end of the game. I think he went like 14 for 14 down the stretch. But you can't do that if you're playing against a real playoff team. In the playoffs, you can't be like, oh, let me have a three turnover first half and hope we survive. It was a very Jameis-like interception. Yeah, too. Just, and just the fumble. Found, just found the linebacker, had it returned about like six yards for a touchdown. The fumble was bad. Um, it was Hollywood Brown played pretty bad. Matter of fact, I feel like this entire offseason we should take away Hollywood's nickname. Oh, okay. it should last until next, maybe next preseason. We'll give it back to him if he makes a good, a good catch because this was a stinker of a game. I like it. Yeah, but the Matt, like that this game, even though the Rams won and they deserve credit for like gutting out a win, and Odell Beckham is absolutely a game changer. That catch he made on fourth and five when he had. A uh, defender like draped all over him, and Matt Stafford threw it a million miles an hour. That was an insane catch. He he is like we've made our jokes about Odell Beckham, but he is an absolute difference maker. And I just watched that game. I was like, Rams, this is you basically live and die with. Is Matt Stafford gonna have like gonna wake up and have a bad game? Yeah, is he gonna wake up and just be Lions Matt Stafford? versus what we saw for a few weeks this year with the Rams when he was like lighting the world on fire. So it's going to be a question of the matchup that the Rams get in the playoffs because there are, there are a lot of teams in the NFC that I actually think their style kind of matches up pretty well against where they can get away with being a little candy-ass and being a little uh, finesse, as Julian Edelman puts it. But there's a chance that they would have to play either the Eagles or the 49ers in the first round. I think the 49ers... Kicked the shit out of them. Well, Kyle Shanahan, Kyle owns Shanahan Sean McVay, yep. and Sean McVay, also just their style of play. Yep. I think the Eagles could kick the shit out of the Rams in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just you watch them, and they have all the talent in the world. And Vaughn Miller, I think, had two sacks today, and their defense is playing well. But Matt Stafford, if he decides that if he just wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, you're fucked. That's kind of what. That's kind of like the Matt Stafford. You're just rolling the dice, and can he do it? Four games in a row to win a Super Bowl. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. And probably not. Probably not. Probably, probably not. not. But he's probably going to, I think 
if, if he doesn't get matched up against one of those two teams, I don't know what the potential matchups do look like. Um, I There are a lot of teams that are higher seeded in the NFC that I think that the Rams match up better against than those at the lower. But you know? it, but it just it comes down to, like, we've seen it a few times. you remember the Titans game where it's like, if Matt Stafford's just going to decide today's the day I'm going to throw a pick six, you're going to lose in the playoffs. Yeah. You just are. And it's just the Ravens have, have been decimated by injury. They've completely fallen off a cliff. They've lost five straight. They went from eight and three to eight and eight. And this, it's weird because the Ravens have a season where everything fell apart, but you still are like feeling good about the future because you have John Harbaugh and you have Lamar Jackson and you have like a good core. And if guys just come back from injuries, you'll be okay. But it's it's got to be like disappointing if you go back to I don't know early November when we all thought oh the Ravens are are one of the teams in the AFC that absolutely can get to the Super Bowl. In spin zone for the Ravens fans out there, um, you figured out how to lose a game by one or two points that didn't come down to yes. a two point conversion on the end. And and you have Tyler Huntley as your backup. So Lamar Jackson, like if if you could do a lot worse, like that actually is a really. Great thing the Ravens found out that they feel comfortable going into next year that they have. He's what I was told RG three would be for the Ravens. Yeah, he's he is he's the backup that can can keep things together if Lamar Jackson goes out. He's also even good, though he hasn't won a ton of games. The funny thing is, I, I still think he's good. Like, no, I do too. I, we're eyeball guys. Yes, and the funny thing is, by having Tyler Huntley on your own team, he's probably the best scout team Lamar Jackson. Yeah, of any other player in the NFL right now. So you got. You got Lamar Jackson and his clone. Can someone? Can some Ravens fan explain to me why I saw there were Lamar Jackson? They had trotted him out for practice, and his his ankle was just not okay. Their field turf was like yellow. It was no, it was uh, like cardboard color. What was it? It was dirt. I think it's the kind of grass they use on there. I think I feel like they grow mids. So I, I, around this time of year, it gets you know it gets drier outside for the most part. Not as much rain. But it it looks so weird because it looked almost like field turf. I thought maybe they were doing it. As like some competitive edge that you can see, I don't know. Can you can you try to find out for me? Have you seen that, Jake? It's fucking weird. Yeah, I don't see anything right now. I'm, uh, Twitter searching Raver, Ravens turf, Ravens turf color, Ravens practice field, Look practice field. Not their. Not it was their so bizarre. Turf. It looked. It was basically the Boise blue turf, but just yellow. It was beige. Yeah, beige. Other fans he looked like are Jeff wondering D. Lowe why hosting it's that something. color. But yeah, I'll keep looking. Okay, that's okay. It's not really an important thing. I okay. just. I was just upset when I saw it, and it didn't have an answer. But Tyler Huntley, good yeah. backup. You have him next year. I think he's um, exclusive rights free agent, so he'll definitely be signed to the rate. He can't go anywhere else. It'd be crazy to have him not come back. So you have a backup. Good. Good job, Ravens. That's a, that's a nice thing you can say about the Ravens right now. You have a backup. They're set at the, that's actually a big question, though, for, yes. for Lamar. It's like if you can have somebody – Backing him up for whenever he turns an ankle or gets diarrhea, that's a pretty big asset. I feel, I feel like we've seen so many Ravens games over the last couple of years where they resort to like a third-string quarterback that comes in, like a Trace McSorley. Yeah. And having, yeah. having a guy that is locked in behind him, it's it's a luxury. I don't know the Ravens roster front to back, so I don't know like what they're going to be going for in the draft, but I do know it's a deep, another deep wide receiver draft. The so, Ravens know that. But if they, could, if they can get one – game-changing guy. Like, if the Ravens had Jamar Chase, you know what I mean? Or they had Justin Jefferson. If they had drafted a, a game-changing wide receiver in the first round, which there will be some this year, some even in the second round, I feel like that takes their whole offense to a different level. Right, but 
It's this is what people have been saying about yes, the Ravens for literally 15 years. I know, I know, I know. But I'm just, I'm just throwing it Like, not there. even exaggeration. Every year for 15 years, Ravens fans are like, if we just, just get a wide one receiver, yeah. we're No, good. I know, I know. But I'm just, you know, do it, Ravens. Finally do it. Um, okay, next up we have Raiders-Colts. What a day for my pinky. The Colts lose at home. They get back. They now have to win Week 18, which they will because they're playing the Jaguars. So they're going to be in the playoffs still. But they lose the AFC South. They also lose seeding. They might be end up being like the sixth or seventh seed now. The Raiders, I Rich Basicia, like the Raiders have to be one of the top three best stories right now in terms of the NFL. The fact that they are in a win and get in game against the Chargers in Week 18 after John Gruden. After Henry Ruggs, after everything, like they've 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 lost a bunch of games. They were three weeks ago. They were staring at six and seven. And it was the season was over. They've won three games in a row, like by two points or three points. It's crazy. The Raiders deserve all the credit in the world. I don't know how you don't have Rich Basicchia be the coach next year. Yeah, you got to bring him back. Do wait, it before. Wait, you, you absolutely have to. Yeah, give do it before, before the game. in the locker room. Like they're given a scholarship do it before the game. Mark Davis is like, hey, coach. I just want you to sign this real quick. I guarantee you, if they do that, they win that game yes, against the Chargers. Yes, they got to do that. There's no other way. Like that's, think of all the small inches that you would gain in that game. As Al Pacino was doing the, these inches are yes. all around us. You would own every inch that was floating out there if you gave old Rich the contract. Exchange. And he would sign on. Like he wouldn't even have to get his agent involved. He would sign in blood. Yeah, no. And Mark Davis would be like, "All right, cool. That contract says that I get to pay you fifty thousand dollars a year." Yeah. The, the only problem is. Everybody would just cry in the locker room. Yes. They get a little bit dehydrated. Derek Carr's mascara would be running all over his yes. face. It would be a bad scene. But that's that's actually a brilliant thing that the Raiders should do because I don't think that you're going to find any coach out there that has the pulse of that locker room like Rich does. And he's got him on the on the cusp. Like, I hope they make this a Sunday night football game. I, I assume they will. They got to, yeah. Yeah. They, they just say win, a true win and get in. In Las Vegas, Sunday night, I'm just calling it right now, Week 18, Chargers at Raiders. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. And um, I I was hoping that we'd get to see Sam Ellinger today. Obviously, the NFL felt a different way. They saw the Ian Book performance. And not only did they say, we're just going to ignore all the COVID stuff, but they also said, okay, you don't even have to be totally recovered from COVID yet. Right. As long as you just say that you're feeling better yep. and that your name's not Ian Book, we will let you start in an NFL game. So Carson Wentz was like, yeah, I was sick. I swear to God, I'm feeling better. I'm good. I'm on back. And he played He played okay. He had, uh, that, he had that excellent touchdown pass to T.Y. Hilton. He, he threw an absolute dime right between – I think it hit four Raiders' hands. It was so bad. And <laughs> this is why I, I've, I've gone back and forth – between being scared for my pinky and, and being like, I'm fine. If right now, I'm fine. Because this is Carson Wentz. And he has played well. He's played he's good this year, but he's had games where the the real Carson Wentz shows up, kinda like Matt Stafford or like Jimmy Garoppolo. Are you gonna win four games in a row with these guys playing like their best without any hiccups? I don't buy it. I do not buy it. And he's I think he's been pretty bad. He pl- he played well in Arizona that or Arizona game, but he was bad in the Patriots game. He was bad today. And I know obviously he's he didn't throw any interceptions, but that was an interception that he threw that just happened it hit to four, bounce it off hit everyone. Right. And he he's not doing things that like win them the games and I I just feel comfortable. I feel comfortable with my with my pinky knowing Carson Wentz 
can't string together four straight games where he's like incredible. No, it's not going to happen. I, I I think that your pinky is totally safe. I would say that it's way more likely that Matt Stafford yes, could do it than absolutely. Carson Wentz could do it. Absolutely, but they're the guys. It's it's not like they're not good quarterbacks. Because Matt Stafford is a good quarterback, and Carson Wentz has shown that he can be a good quarterback. It's just the consistency of, do you just know that they'll show up and they won't like completely shit down their legs? And I don't think that that's you can say that. I have a hypothesis about Carson Wentz. I'm checking up on the schedule right now to make sure that it's right. But I, I feel like he plays better when he's slightly injured. When a he's little not, bit? When he doesn't. He doesn't even have the internal belief in himself that he can do superhuman things. Because that's kind of... that's. One of Carson Wentz's biggest problems is, like we say, he never thinks that a play is dead. Right. He thinks he can escape out of anything. But if he knows that he's limited a little bit, then he knows that he can't escape out of anything. Then he makes smarter plays occasionally. So I'm looking up to see when he um, when he had the two, the double sprained ankle. Yes. That was, against, was that against the Titans? Yes, I believe so. I think they lost. They lost sixteen. They've lost both. Yeah, they lost both times to the Titans. So they lost twenty five sixteen. Maybe maybe two sprained ankles is too much. I yeah. think one sprained ankle is a perfect amount for Carson Wentz to play on. Um, the last thing I had on this game is that I love Derek Carr to Hunter Renfro. It's it's rare. Like Hunter Renfro is not an elite. Well, he, you could make the argument he's an elite receiver for what he does, but he's not. You know what I mean? He's not a guy who's putting up insane out-of-this-world numbers like Jamar Chase, 266 yards. But Hunter Renfro, like when Derek Carr needs a big play, he's always there, and their connection is so lockstep, it's awesome to watch. It's similar to like a Brady and a Edelman or a Rodgers and Devontae Adams. When guys have that with their receivers or like Kelsey and Mahomes, and you just know that they will always get that first down, and that happened on that last drive. He threw that like... Derek Carr threw that. I think it was like a kind of a moon ball to Hunter Renfro that was perfect. And Hunter Renfro's always there to make a big catch. They, it just occurred to me, it, they kind of remind me of uh, Harry and Marv from Home Alone. If you did a gritty reboot of it where they were in their 30s or yeah. like late 20s, and then Marv would be Derek Carr. With his hair. Hunter Renfro's kind of, kind of balding. Yeah. He's trying to make up for it with his beard. And yeah. I, listen, just Blake Bortles needs to, they actually need to sign Blake Bortles so that. He can teach Hunter Renfro how to do the quick helmet to hat. Just shave he needs it. it. Just shave his head. Or I guarantee, if Rich Basicchia gets that contract extension, he could just be like, "All right, boys, let's all shave our heads for solidarity with Rich." Right. And then Derek, okay, Derek, you're good. Uh, Hunter, you go first. Actually, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, Hunter's going to go first, and then they'll be like, "Whoop, got to run out on the field." Game's time. Yeah, he's. It's just there's something about having a receiver that you know, like big moment. They'll always be there, and they'll always get that first down. And that's just Hunter Renfro and Derek Carr. And mm-hmm. Derek Carr, even even though he had a couple picks, like I don't know, he's 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 slowly like getting on that short list of guys that if you if he has a chance to get them in a field goal range or score a touchdown late, like I actually trust him, which is crazy to say. I don't really trust him. Still, I know it's I crazy. Don't, I don't. It's crazy. But he doesn't it, throw it, enough interceptions. No, because every single play that Derek Carr, Derek Carr is the king of like plays looking like they're just going to be a complete and utter like calamity, and then he sidesteps his way out of it and hits Hunter Renfro, and he runs with tremendous balance. He should have gotten sacked like four times on that last drive. Yeah, he the, just. He he, so, he throws a very pretty deep yes. ball too. I now I understand why Deshaun Jackson wanted to play with De- with Derek Carr. That's the perfect quarterback for Deshaun Jackson. Yes, just like and I know that he hasn't caught those like seventy yard passes, but I know that he has 
like been open once or twice. Derek Carr's almost. Wait, is connect- he not hurt? Not yet, because he hasn't made his catch yet. Oh, I thought he got Give hurt. Give him after the touchdown. I just always assumed he was hurt. No, he's he's going to catch a touchdown against the Chargers, and it's going to be 82 yards, and then he's going to have a sprained ankle because he's he's actually going to get tackled at the one because yep. he's going to Dougie yep. at the two and then get lit up, and then he's out for the season. I mean, you're probably right. You're probably, I, you're probably I hope right. that happens. Uh, yeah, so week 18, Raiders-Chargers, going to be awesome. Um all right, Titans, Dolphins, Jake. It's over. It was a great run. It was a great run, mm-hmm. but can't play Ian Book every week. <laughs> this might sound sound a little hindsight. The only reason I made that prediction of five hundred by Christmas was simply because of the schedule. Yeah, it was. Um, and they finally had a tough game. The Dolphins had quite the schedule there because it was the stretch of quarterbacks they played against. Ryan Tannehill looked. He's basically the greatest of all time when you when you put him up against some of the quarterbacks that the Dolphins were playing against. Because I think it was I'm going to pull up the list, but obviously Ian Book last week they beat the Jets twice. I want to say one with Flacco. One with Flacco. Uh, one they with beat Flacco, some yeah. combination. See the the teams are so bad sometimes that you don't even know what combination. Mm-hmm. Like it was Tyrod Taylor and maybe Tyler Huntley, and then was it Mike Glennon or was Mike, it? No, it was Michael. Actually, I have a stat. That will shock you because I know that I'm going to be under heat here for Tuanon, right? Like Tua is my guy. I'm part of Tuanon. The greatest part about being in a cult like Tuanon is that we always have each other's backs. So I was given a stat that will shock you and also make you realize it wasn't Tua's fault today. So this is from Valley Boy Sports. The Dolphins this year are 8-0, 8-0. When they play a team with a quarterback, starting quarterback, who has an O in his last name. Whoa. They're 0-8 when they play a team with the starting quarterback who does not have an O in his last name. Okay, so I'm just I'm going through the teams that they play. I'll twice. give you I have the list. I have the list. So Ready? Josh Allen Ready? would be one of yes. those quarterbacks. So here's the eight no. Uh-huh. These are the teams that they beat. Mac Jones, Tyrod Taylor. And this is the craziest part because some of these teams had other quarterbacks during the year, but it happened to be that Tyrod Taylor played against the started against the Dolphins, not Davis Mills. They would have lost if Davis Mills had started. Mac Jones, Tyrod Taylor, Lamar Jackson, Zach Wilson twice, Cam Newton, Mike Glennon, Ian Book, not Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. That's eight and zero. Zero and eight against Josh Allen twice, Derek Carr, Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, Trevor Lawrence, Matt Ryan. And today with Ryan Tannehill. So who do you play next week? It's Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. So that's that's a win. That's a win. So now if Mac Jones wins next week, that throws the whole stat off. It does, but they're eliminated, so we don't even have to count the stat anymore. You got to know if Ke- if Kevin Hogan had played today for the Titans instead of Ryan Tannehill, the Dolphins' season would still be alive. This is not Tua's fault. The rain was offensive to say the least. It was only raining when the Dolphins had the dangerous. Ball I, no- I noticed that borderline. A hazard. It was the announcers said it's really raining. Yeah, I mean, there you go. I I have a question about Ryan Tannehill and his switch from wide receiver to quarterback. Yeah, how bad was he at wide receiver? Because every time I watch him run with the ball, there's nothing about him that screams like he's kind of he's converted kind of fast. wide receiver. He's yeah, exactly. He's kind of fast. Yeah, he's kind of. But fast. you would assume that like a converted wide no, receiver a to a quarterback. It has been a while. Yeah, but yeah. he if he didn't. The, 
it wasn't to his fault. He just went up against a quarterback without knowing See, their last name. I'm I'm a two uh, to a truther. Yeah, I don't know. Which his brother is Tuala. Tu, tu, Talia. 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 Yeah, I'm I'm Shout a, out him, he fucking easiest bull win of I'm all in time. the I'm in the Pitch Talia band. Bowl. I'm yeah. not a I'm not a Tuanon guy. I think that I think Tua he looks so cool that he makes people want to root for him. Now he was bad today. But it also was out of his hands because he didn't play a quarterback with an O in his last name. He also had like four of those plays where the ball was next to him on the ground. Yeah, well, it was raining, PFT. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it. Do you want me to say the quote again? The announcer said, it's really raining. Yeah. This is a game on the road against the team that's the number one in the conference. Yeah, this, so, so. so let's talk about the Titans because the Titans, uh, like the fact that Titans are the one seed in the AFC and they sh- they should beat the Texans next week. They did lose the Texans earlier this year. They, like, just when you think the Titans like are dead or we've been disrespecting them so much, they're now you look up, it's week 17 with the Chiefs lost. They're the one seed. They will have a bye. Mike Vrabel deserves coach of the year. They've had, I saw the stat, uh, the NFL record 88 different players played for the Titans this year, which is insane. I though, It's an all-time record? All-time, is that record, the league all-time this record. All-time record. I do want to make a plea, though, to Titans fans. You don't want our respect. It's working for you. Like, why would you want to be respected at this point? You are, this is the rarest thing you can have in all of sports. You're literally the one seed in the AFC, and you're disrespected. That's incredible. To be able to play that card of, like, no one believes in us. And they've and also, truly no one believes in you. And they've also got Derrick Henry coming back. Yeah. And he's going to actually try to play in the playoffs. It's, and but, still no one's going to believe in you. Right. And you're going to be able to say, wait, we've got the returning leading rusher from last year. We've got... Uh, you know, a, a team that's been dominant against very, very good teams this year. Yeah, they suck against some bad teams. But guess what? You're not going to be playing any bad teams in the playoffs. You're playing good teams. Every, everything is aligning perfectly. You're at home? Titans. You, have a, you have Fat Randy. Fat you finally Randy. have a kicker. That's been like your worst problem for the last couple of years. Yep. Two, two, the, the Super Bowl goes through Nashville. Two games. You win two games at home, and you're in the Super Bowl. It's crazy. And I still, again... Don't believe in them, which you want me to say that because that's all anyone does. Everyone's like, ah, yeah, maybe not because Ryan Tannehill, who knows? I, they're here. They've, they've battled through, like, everything. Mike Vrabel should be coach of the year. I texted him. I was like, coach of the year Mike Vrabel? And he's like, oh, now you believe in me? No. So now I was like, no, fuck that. I'll chip on your shoulder still. You know what? I, <laughs> I, I, think, like, I think that was a very funny response. I was like, oh, shit. The most important player, A.J. Brown. The teams yeah. look so different with yes, him coming back. Absolutely, and I, is Julio out for the year? I, no, he no. I think he's back too. He hasn't been good. Julio has like two things wrong. I think he's got COVID, and he's old and a hamstring and old. Yeah, and he's old. Yeah, but yeah, no. AJ Brown is an absolute beast. I just, if I were a Titans fan, I know Titan. Shout out all, all of our Titan fan listeners. Uh, shout out the boys. They're relentless on Twitter. Why would you want us to respect you at this point? Because the minute we start respecting you, everything like you guys are, you have the golden ticket. You are the one seed that can play the disrespect card. That's so rare. That's what you thrive off of. You know how how hard it is right. to be a one seed and to be, still be able to play that card legitimately. Nick Saban would kill to be in this position. The, Nick Saban, this is what he wakes up and he dreams of. Right, is to be a number. He has to invent ways of people disrespect. He has to have people that go through every article written on every website about the Crimson Tide to find one small thing to be like, 
Oh, look, this guy thinks that our punter isn't as good as the guy that we had last year. Right. You don't let him talk about your boy like that? Like, this is what every coach absolutely wants. Yes. The, you think the Packers can play the disrespect card? No chance. Everyone lists the Packers. Like, the Chiefs can't play the disrespect card. Oh, no, Aaron Rodgers. And Rod- they're the two Aaron Rodgers is like, I've been canceled. That's his. That's true. Since Aaron Rodgers has been canceled, he's like, now I'm on fuck you. Yeah, fuck you mode. But I just, if you, like, the Titans deserve all the credit in the world. What they fought back through this entire season. Every time I've doubted them, every time everyone's doubted them, even when they're down ten nothing or whatever it was against the 49ers on that Thursday game that we didn't recap ever on this show, it's they they always find a way, and they're just a fucking gritty, tough team that's gonna be a real hard out, and the Super Bowl goes through Nashville. And you know what? Now that I said all this, Texans probably will beat you next week because Davis Mills is that good. Well, and also and the that's Titans, disrespect. And also the Titans don't play good against shitty teams. Yeah, and that's the chip on your shoulder. Yep. So there you go. Get better against shitty teams, uh, and I'll start to believe in you. Where's the state of the Dolphins? This is this is just this is Brian Flores' mo. Every year, just do enough to be like, well, they're building something. Yeah, exactly. It's time to get two or more weapons. Oh, okay. okay. Actually, yeah. the best thing ever, the most Dolphins thing ever, would be if they beat the Patriots in the last week of the season. They end up nine and eight, and now you're like, okay, yeah, they're yeah. really putting something. They're together. really building this thing. Mm-hmm. It's really going to work next year. Olave. Oh, that's the pick. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jalen Waddle on one side, Olave start to build like the Bengals. Hmm. Just got these stud receivers. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm not going to give up on being two and on, especially knowing that it was out of his hands today. If you believe in two and on, you know you believe in destiny. Destiny told us today was never going to be a win for the Dolphins, ever. Because of the, the symbolism. The quarterback, yeah. The with symbolism, the O's, yeah. yeah. Right, exactly. Um, okay, the Bills-Falcons. Uh, I I just have a rule that any time a game starts with a safety, you're just I just write it off as this game's going to be weird and no one's going to know what's going to happen. It was a pretty normal game for the most part. It, it, it settled it, down, it, but it, it was. It did have that, that one play towards the end. This is a rule change that needs to be put into effect. Do you know what I'm about to talk about? The uh, Matt the, Ryan. The, Matt Ryan scored a touchdown. Well, no, he celebrated. No, but he scored a touchdown. Celebrated, got penalized for taunting. They took the touchdown off, but the taunting penalty remains. No, uh, no. So he didn't score a touchdown though. He was he was a, he was like an inch short. That's why they took the. T- that's why the taunting penalty was in effect. Right, but I thought they. I thought initially there was one ref that ruled it a touchdown. Yeah, but I, I think they looked at it and they said no, it wasn't that, a touchdown. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Then, right? I think that if if it's not a touchdown, you should not be penalized. Got it. Yes, for the I taunt agree with that, that results. Correct. From the play touchdown. never happened. Touchdown, touchdown never happened. happened. Right. You could do anything. You could stab a guy. Also, you should never get Matt Ryan for a taunting penalty because it's Matt Ryan. Who can he taunt? Like Jordan Poyer, I think said it's going to stay between the lines. What someone asked him, what Matt Ryan said to him, it could have been that bad. Like what? What is Matt Ryan gonna say? That's offensive? it's like getting yeah, it's like getting taunted by a puppy. He probably was like, "Woo, that was a touchdown." He's a big come on, yeah. Let's go, let's go, let's fucking go. Uh, touchdown. Probably just like, "Let's go, man." Yeah, we're still gonna lose, but that was a touchdown mm-hmm. in your face. Yeah, probably in your face. Yeah. Talk to the hand. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What is Matt Ryan going to do to taunt? Actually, shout out Jordan Poyer. Now that I'm thinking about it, he was nice enough. He didn't say what Matt Ryan said because Matt Ryan said something offensive. He said it because it was so lame that he didn't want to. He was like, you know what? I'm going to have his back. If I told everyone what Matt Ryan actually said, we'd laugh at him and be like, are you fucking serious? He didn't want the NFL to like retroactively rescind the taunting penalty yes. when he was like, no, he just said 
Way to compete out there. Yeah. Sorry for scoring. He said, I burned you. I toasted you. He was, he, Matt Ryan probably uses and one shit. Talk like, to the hand. Yeah. You brought an umbrella? I'm wet. <laughs> like, what? what is Matt Ryan going to Bring do? a notebook because I'm taking you to school. <laughs> it's like, come on. Um, Josh Allen did have like a full mash all the buttons game because he went, I think he's, he had two rushing touchdowns and then three picks right after. Yeah, his mash all the buttons plays were pretty sick though. When, they were. When the Bills call that rushing play when it's... It's basically the flying V for Muddy Ducks when Josh Allen gets the ball and then he's just got like three guys ahead of him in a wedge. He just follows it. That's the Bills' best rushing attack right there. And at least the Bills now are trying to have some sort of offensive identity kind of centered around the rushing game. Yeah. A lot of times it's Josh Allen running the ball, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's Moss running the ball. Yep. And so it's a more balanced Bills team than we've seen. Now it's going to be very interesting because in the playoffs we're probably going to get a rematch of the week's 13 and 16 Super Bowls yep. of the Bills and the Patriots. And it's probably it's going to be in Buffalo. Which is going to be incredible. And that's going to be an incredible game. And I cannot wait to see how drunk that stadium is. Yes. Hopefully the Saturday night game. Maybe even the Monday night game. That would be fun. Give them a Saturday. Give them a Let Saturday. Let them spend Let all them day that. doing yes. it. Yes. And then give, give them also the freedom to know that the next day they don't have to go to work. Yes. Yes. Um, Hank, what were you going to say? I just can't wait either. I'm very excited. Uh, all right, we're going to do the Patriots next. One last word, though, about the Falcons. Arthur Smith Smith deserves credit because I thought the Falcons were going to be an absolute disaster this year. The fact that they were still in the hunt, uh, technically not eliminated until week 17, is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Like if you, I think I actually said the Falcons are going to win four or five games. They far exceeded it. They weren't a great team. They weren't a good team. I don't even think they were a good team because we, we've looked at it. They were the best bad team where they beat up on all the bad teams and they got killed by any team that, with a pulse. By far the best bad team. By far the best bad team. But Arthur Smith deserves a ton of credit because like he, he, didn't, ha- he didn't inherit an awesome situation. Oh, yeah, and his best offensive weapon, Calvin Ridley, you know, t- stepped away from football in the middle of the season. Like, there's a lot of things that were against the Falcons, and they had a respectable season. Mm-hmm. And going into this game, I don't think anyone expected the Falcons to win because of those analytics that we've told you about how they just get the shit kicked out of them all the time by any yep. team that's above 500. Yep. Uh, and also because the Falcons' uniforms, they just don't belong in the snow. No. It just has a franchise. No. Nope. The Falcons should never play a snow game. It looks weird. And it's not just like Southern teams that I think don't look right in the snow because sometimes a Southern team, they have that fish out of water thing in the snow that kind of looks right, like the Dolphins. I can see them playing snow games all the time. But the Falcons, the Falcons don't play snow games. No. I feel like the Rams don't play snow games. Yes. No, definitely not. The Rams don't play snow games. The Dolphins will get killed, will get creamed in a snow game. I've yeah, s- but I've seen the Dolphins play snow games. Yeah, you have. The I don't Rams think I've played, seen the Rams played in Lambo last year in the playoffs. It wasn't snowing. It was coldish. It was cold. But you know what I'm saying? Those fa- yeah. the Falcons they don't no they don't belong in the snow. No, they stay in the south. Keep them home. Keep them south. Um, all right. Before we get to the Patriots game, we have a quick word from our sponsor PFT. Yes, our very good friends over at Roback are back. They've been sending us their performance polos, hoodies, Q-zips for a while. We'll be honest, when it comes to quality, Roback just blows it out of the park every single time. Guess what? They've got new performance hoodies that are a total game changer. Maybe the softest, stretchiest hoodies in the game. Billy loves these hoodies so much that he's going to wear them for the entire road trip to the 405. Yes, they're that confident that he's going to lose. The best part about wearing a Roback hoodie is when you see someone else wearing it, you just give them that subtle little nod because you know they get it. You know they get it. 
They know that you get it. Second, Roback's performance Q-zips bring a new meaning to the word comfortable. They're the definition of versatile, and they're perfect for the office. And finally, Roback's performance polos are the only polos we wear here at Part of My Take. You can't find a better-looking, better-feeling performance polo. Perfect for the golf course. Perfect for going out. Their prints are fire. Just quality all around. In all honesty, Roback has been gaining traction big time. People have begun loving Roback more than Big Cat loves Twitter spaces. So use the promo code TAKE on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first purchase through the end of the week. That's R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. 20% off all, po- all polos, Q-zips, and hoodies with code TAKE. That's R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. Promo code TAKE. All right, um, we got a couple games we can whip through. The Patriots absolutely shit pumped the Jaguars. Uh, the only thing of note that I had from this game was Jacksonville clinched the one seat or the one number one pick in the draft. Congrats to them. They're officially on the clock. Back to back years, um, and then the Patriots clinched the playoffs, and Bill Belichick now has twenty ten win seasons. Twenty. 10 win seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is tied for the record with Don Shula, who had 20 10 win seasons in 33 years of coaching. Bill Belichick has coached head coached 27 years. So one little thing to note from it's this crazy. game is we can probably put to bed all the rumors of the fact that Mac Jones and Bill Belichick don't like each other very much or that for whatever reason... Those are rumors? They're not getting along. Yeah, I mean, there, there were some rumors going through the last couple of weeks that he didn't really trust them. That he wasn't in a, that he wasn't in a good position with the team. We um, can put those rumors to bed because they beat the Jaguars. Because they were they they made a joke on the sidelines, ah. and Mac Brown laughed really really hard when Bill Belichick made his joke. Mac Jones, what did I say? Mac Brown. Mac Jones laughed really re- COVID brain. Yeah. Um, Hank, thoughts? This game was I mean it was just an absolute. Yeah, fifty burger. Patriots have done a very good job this year beating bad teams. Uh, they struggle against good teams. The Dolphins, I think, are the perfect goodish, badish team. How the Patriots play in that game will kind of well, dictate how I feel about them going to the playoffs. They have nothing to play for. The Dolphins, still, Dolphins they- are always the the Dolphins and the Patriots end of the season always a tough matchup. I know Belichick's going to want to win the game. It's more just how the Patriots play as a team. Like if they come out, whoa, 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 are you saying it's a must-win game? No, it's not a must-win. It'll just be a good litmus test for the playoffs. I was going to say the must-win game, we'd have to take the under. Wait, hang on. Litmus. 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 Whatever the fuck. Um, Do you know what a litmus test is? Yeah, it's a good good test of how you look before going into the season. Don't don't brain shame him. I'm asking Hank. Matt Brown. I'm asking Hank. I'm I'm dealing with brain fog right now. Um, Yeah, this... I mean, we turned it off after, like, what, a quarter and a half? Because it was... There was a moment where Hank and I both, like, I had the Bears and Giants on, and he had the Patriots Jaguars on, and we both agreed, like, we can't make everyone else watch these games, so we have to turn these off and, and put on, like, the Rams and Ravens. So a big moment from us. Um, all right, so what are, what are you feeling, Hank? One to ten. How are you feeling? Going into the playoffs. Ten. Clinch. Super excited. I, I mean, obviously, Bills fans, they, they had my number. They had a lot of chirps for me over the break. Well, you had to take a day off. I had to take a day off. I had to, you know, go in the ocean and just drown my thoughts of, of, of what Bills fans were saying to me. But that's fine. I want this playoff matchup. It will be a great test if the Bills are really as good as they say they are, if they really are, you know, stepping up and no longer being uh, little brother in the AFC East. This will be, you know, the perfect way to do it. I think the Patriots will win. It will make it that much sweeter. And I you know I want it. Well, I want the smoke. What what happens if the Bills win? Are they no longer little brother? Are you are you twins? Ooh. Are they big brother? Where Ooh. are we at? 
Yeah, I think they would probably, you know, it would... Fraternal twins. I think there's... Well, it's like a fight. It's like when your little brother, you know how when, if you have a little brother, you always beat him up, you always beat him up, you always beat him up. Eventually, he hits puberty and he can probably I, take you and then it becomes more of an even fight and usually when that happens, I feel like they stop fighting as much I, because the big brother doesn't want to get beat up. I think it's... Li- it would be he, like that. The, yeah, their little brother, big brother went to college and while big brother was at college, little brother figured out what a weight room looked like and maybe a couple, couple rounds of creatine... Came back and was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Little brother's jacked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Billy? Hell yeah. Um, okay. That was, I mean, 50 burger. What more can you say? Exactly. Uh, all right. Bears, Giants. Uh, this game was terrible as well. I mean, it was great for the Bears. I enjoyed watching and being like, oh, the Bears are, are not as bad as the Giants. Let's just say that. They're not even close to as bad as the Giants. Mike Glennon was 4 for 11 for 24 yards. Four for 11 for 24 yards. Negative 10 net yards. Four for 11 for 24 yards. The Bears defense swallowed him whole right from the beginning. Like the first play from scrimmage, they fucking just broke him in half. I love I love that Joe Judge uh, saw the split in this game. He was like, okay, we're going we're gonna to lose by a lot, but we're still going to run the ball 40 times. Yep. Joe Judge, that's his. They're running wildcat. That's his understanding of analytics. Yeah. Is he's the guy that's like, you know, teams that can run the ball 40 times. They win 95% of those games. Yes. And so he looks at the stat sheet at the end of the game. He's like, well, what what the fuck happened here? How did we lose? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, we, we established the run. Yeah. Come what, on. What happened here? Um, yeah. The, the the Bears, like, there's, I mean, the last two wins have meant nothing. They don't have their first round pick, weirdly enough. The Giants do. So the Giants hurt their first round pick that they got from the Bears because the Bears got another win. But they, but they helped their own. Their own first round right, pick. Right, Got right. Got it. Correct. Um, but, yeah, the Bears absolutely demolished them. I, it's like Matt Nagy's gone. Uh, here's what I'll say. There have been some murmurs in my mentions and around like, oh, wow, the Bears, you know, fought the last two games. No, no, no. Matt Nagy's gone. He's fired. The question is just whether Ryan Pace gets fired, which he should be, because we saw Mike Glennon, who may I just remind everyone, Ryan Pace has paid Mike Glennon like 60% of his career earnings in one year. Uh, he thought that Mike Glennon was a true starting quarterback in the NFL. So, Joe Judge, after the game, did you see what Joe Judge said? I've seen a lot of Joe Judge quotes. Okay. I'm ready to go with all of them. This one is wild. So, this is why I feel very confident that Matt Nagy is absolutely 100% fired. Joe Judge, after the game, said, that there are players that were on the Giants last year that have reached out to him and said how much they they wish they were still on the team even though they're getting paid somewhere else, mm-hmm. more somewhere else. Yep. Joe Judge said this. Yeah, sir, big, big strong men keep calling me, and th- they've got tears in their eyes, and they say, they, I wish I was playing for you, sir. The, I wish I was playing for the four-win Giants uh-huh. that are, have not been competitive in two months even though I'm getting paid more money where I'm at. So, who's he talking about? Colt McCoy? I, I don't know. we got to find the list. Find Who was on the Giants last year? It, but so here's why I'm feeling good. Because Joe Judge is clearly at the point of his career, season, whatever you want to say, where he's just making shit up. Mm-hmm. Literally making shit up. He also said that Matt Nagy is a very good coach and the Bears are a good coach team. So I feel good because he's making shit up. Those two things go hand in hand. Yeah. He's just saying shit to say shit, he doesn't actually believe any of it. None of it is actually true. So when he says Matt Nagy's uh, 
you know, the Bears are a very good coach team. He's lying. And when he says people are calling him up saying they wish they were playing for the four-win Giants even though they're making more money somewhere else, he's lying. I'm just going to say, yeah, right off the top that, that Colt McCoy is really the only – is there any other free agent that, a, that's left the Giants? Maybe? He's not a free agent. Um, Colt McCoy – yeah, Colt McCoy probably wants to play for the Giants because he doesn't want to play in the playoffs. He's old. He wants yeah. to go home. He wants he's to enjoy not, his offseason. It's not a big list. Yeah. It's not a big no, list so of guys that aren't on the Giants It's anymore. made up. It's, it's completely It's made just up. completely made up. Um, but I do respect him for just like throwing that Trying. out there. Because yeah. it, the, he has an audience of one with that post-game speech, and that's, that's Mr. Mara. He's trying to convince Mr. Mara that he should be kept around next year because all the former players love him so much. Is, and it, it's it's almost like he thinks that Yelp reviews are going to save his job. Yeah, like hey, check this out. You like, should be everyone able, says they had a great time when they were here. You should be able to Yelp review or Glassdoor. Glassdoor is the one for jobs, right? Where you yeah. can talk about your coworkers, your boss, the salary. Billy's already logged in on Glassdoor, just saying I I really like my job, but um, I really wish that my bosses had peanut allergies so I could slather jiff all over their noses. <laughs> Do you think it was Calvin Benjamin? Oh. No, because he's not playing anywhere else, is he? No. Well, then maybe that is because he wishes he was playing in the NFL still. That's what I was looking up. Well, Kelvin Benjamin might be getting paid somewhere else more than he was getting paid. Like maybe True. Kel- maybe Kelvin Benjamin started a catering company and it's doing really, really well because he he eats all the food that he makes. It's but uh, all time quote I I would love to know like go on the record. Let's see. Can we pull up his call logs? Can we can we NSA him? He also said, I'm, "Just for once, I'm not here to argue about stats. It is what it is." When he was asked about their ten net passing yards today, it wasn't good enough. He's basically, yeah. Listen, you can make stats say whatever you want, uh, whether they had negative ten yards or six hundred yards passing. We still lost. That's pretty much what he's saying, dude. You had negative ten yards passing. It's pretty it, pretty tough to do. Again, it, it was. I, I've been down about the Bears. I've I've reached the apathetic. Like, who cares point of the season because Justin Fields isn't even playing. But it always is nice to see you – like, it's 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 basically a verbal meme, big dog, little dog. Like, oh, the Bears are a disaster, but they're not that because mm-hmm. that is just really bad. And they're keeping Joe Judge. Like, the Bears are a disaster, and they're firing Matt Nagy. The Giants are a disaster, and they're keeping Joe Judge, and they announced that they're also going to have Daniel Jones be your starting quarterback, which there was no reason to announce that right now. None. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's just leaked out from Joe Judge. Yeah, And maybe. Joe Judge is saying, hey, uh, I'm hearing word around the organization is that me and Daniel Jones are both staying, and then it gets put out in the press that way. That's the only explanation I can think of. I don't know what else is going on there. But Joe Judge also, he tried to take a shot at my Washington football team, gave us some bulletin board material oh, wow. for next week after the game. He said, uh, listen, we're not having fist fights on the sideline. This ain't no clown show organization. Oh, nice. So embrace the bait. Are the Giants a clown show organization? Because I'll put my hand up. Washington football team's a fucking clown car. It's a clown car that's, that's packed to the gills with buttholes. It always has been. But I don't... I feel like the Giants are also getting close to being a clown show. Yeah. No, I I think they're past the clown show. You think They've they're, lost the most games. But the thing is, like, you can lose, you can be a loser, but not necessarily a clown show. Right. But I think it's clown show. The fact that they, Joe Judge is coming back, and again, they announced who announces your starting quarterback in December for mm-hmm. next year? Like, why? It's actually similar to the Bears announcing Andy Dalton QB one for yep. no reason. 
and then not having a competition. Like if the Giants actually go through with it and don't have a QB competition, and I'm a Dan- Daniel Jones believer, but that's crazy. Do you think it's doubly embarrassing for Ryan Pace to watch his team beat the shit out of Mike Glennon for another team? Do you think he can take pleasure in that? Or do you think the entire time he's thinking to himself, like, yikes, the guy that I paid all this money to is the only reason that my current shitty team is able to win a game? Right. He's like, I'm really bad. Yeah, this was actually all long con by Ryan Pace. To win this one game. He knew that this was it was all going to come down to this one game. He probably had a shitload of money on this game. Like yeah. Two years ago. Yes. Um, I found one other, uh, Kyler Fackrell, who played for the Packers, who then... So he's making less money with the Chargers. But he would be... You'd throw him out there that a guy who's like, hey, I'm about to play in a Week 18 winner, winner go home uh, game, and I live in, in L.A. What's his playing time like? <laughs> but I really wish I was on the Giants and we were playing a meaningless Week 18 game and I was living in New Jersey. Okay, I'm going to look up this guy because it it seems like that's the only other option here. Okay, Kyle. I, it's just <laughs> fucking Oh man, you look it up. I'll, I'm going to go I'm going to flip Fact the page. Right. That's too much about the Bears Giants even though it was all about Joe Judge who is he's something else. He's something else. Um all right. Uh Broncos charge. We need a full list. Someone tweet us a full list of Giants players who are who are not on the roster anymore. Maybe even the entire Joe Judge Tweet us, find us a list of guys who played for Joe Judge on the Giants. No, but it was last year. Yeah, he, but he specifically said it could be anywhere. It could let's, let's widen the net here. Guys who are making more money somewhere else who would call up Joe Judge and be like, "I really hate the fact that I'm making more money for a team that's better than your team. I'd rather be running around doing laps in December in full contract contact drills." Memes texted me a list: Dalvin Tomlinson, Wayne Gallman signed with the Vikings, Devontae Freeman, Kevin Zeitler, Ravens. Okay, mm, I could see it being being Wayne Gallman. <laughs> Wayne Gallman, yeah, because he has to, like we said, to, to bring a full circle. Kirk Cousins, he has to sit around Kirk Cousins yeah. all the time. So he's probably like, "This fucking sucks." At least Daniel Jones would go play flip cup with me in Hoboken. Mm-hmm. Like that would that, Kirk Cousins is not going to do that. Uh, okay, uh, we got the afternoon slate. We'll whip through a couple of these Broncos Chargers. Uh, Drew Lock wasn't terrible. The Chargers are back into. Again, a win and get in game against the Raiders. And I don't know what the hell the Broncos are going to do with Vic Fangio. That's kind of been a year-long thing, though. Is yeah. Like, unless the Broncos make the playoffs, Fangio's... It, it's pretty obvious that he's been in over his head for a while in terms of being a full head coach. Yep. You can just see... Well... You can, get, you can, you can judge uh, a guy pretty accurately based on their first season. Just I, to see if they, like... Not talking about the talent or the wins-losses, but just to see if they get the small stuff... Like, the, ch- the challenges are but a big one. to me, Vic Fangio's a very difficult case how to judge it because you could make the argument that he's not succeeded as a head coach. They haven't been in the playoffs. But I think if you're Vic Fangio or a Vic Fangio defender, you'd be like, but that's not my fucking fault because John Elway can't get a quarterback. Like, the Broncos have just been a quarterback away from being a good team no, every th- single year. I know that. I'm just saying that you can, you can get the vibe of whether or not somebody is equipped to handle all the other stuff. Like, in-game management. That's what I'm saying Fangio has never been great at. I still think he's okay. It's just they don't have a quarterback. They have. I mean, Drew Locke wasn't terrible, but like they've not had a real quarterback for his entire time there. I think one of the biggest indictments that you can say is the way that Brandon Staley coached this game is pretty much saying like there are teams that you need touchdowns to beat. 
Yes. And then there are the Broncos. No, I... I so Brandon Staley kicking field goals, I, which he was right to do. I Yeah, I actually got more respect for Brandon Staley today because he's not... Like, all the math nerds were saying, what happened to Brandon Staley? No, no, no. He's smarter than everyone because he knows it's all time and situation. Like, he went... He kicked a field goal on fourth and goal from the one. He punted on fourth and eight on Denver's 44. He kicked a field goal from fourth and goal on the five because he essentially was like, the Broncos suck. Yeah. I'm winning this game no matter what. Two types of teams in the NFL. One where you won't beat them with field goals and then the Broncos. Right. The Broncos are the the epitome of the team of, yes, you can absolutely field goal the Broncos to death. Yes. No, you can field goal the Broncos, the Giants... I would say the Jaguars, but the Jaguars field goal the the Bills to death. Yeah, nine, nine to six. six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you, I don't think you want to get in a field no, goal. No, you got to score them. touchdowns against the Jaguars. You could probably field goal the Bears to death. Um, I'm trying to think anyone else that you can field goal to death because I think like the Texans are scrappy enough. You can't field goal to, to them. To At death. times, you can field goal the Steelers to death. At times, yes, yes. No, you absolutely. If you go into if you go into Heinz Field. This iteration of Steelers, and you're like, if we can get five field goals from our field goal kicker, mm-hmm. you're probably going to win the game. Yeah, the Jets sometimes. Yeah, when, depending on the week. When it's Mr. INT. Yep, yep. There's a few teams that you can field goal to death. And when you know you have that, why would you go for it on fourth down? Yeah. No reason. None. Um, all right, that was that game. 49ers, Texans, same thing. Uh, I don't know what to say about Trey Lance. He looked okay at times, but then also really not. At or others. you can make the stats sing for Trey Lance, though. Just yeah, by comparing. Covered. Yeah, he covered. covered. Good point. Just because of his ability to throw the ball deep occasionally and without getting it picked off. And now, just so everyone understands, I'm not being hypocritical here because I do think that you got to give rookie quarterbacks time. Trey Lance is in a different situation because there's a chance he has to start a playoff game. So it's like we're judging him. Can he win a playoff game? Because he might be thrust into that situation. I, I think we can say no. Maybe yeah. I think he can. <laughs> I, I think don't know. He can because here, big cat. Here's why: Kyle Shanahan system. Kyle yeah. Shanahan system. It's kind of a motherfucker for a quarterback because you can put most decent quarterbacks or decent prospects into that system and convince yourself like, yeah, this could work. Like Kyle Shanahan could tailor the system to Trey Lance, and I could see that running game. Like, really stepping up. Yes. But then, once you get to a point where it doesn't work, then it 100% becomes a quarterback's fault. Right. Where you're like, the system's so good, if they just had one a quarterback that could fit within it, then they could win the Super Bowl every year. Right. It's like, wait, there's some there's something that gives and takes at the same time, where it's like, maybe maybe the system does have a very low floor. Right. Quarterback, but the ceiling is, is not that high. Right. Right. And I... Who knows? I'd still like the Niners. I still love Debo Samuel, Kittle, all those guys. Debo Samuel Sr. Debo Samuel Sr. But yeah, Trey Lance, he's not ready yet. What are you, gonna, what, what you got? Oh, we have the announcement. Breaking moves. Breaking moves. <laughs> Saturday, Chiefs at Broncos, Cowboys at Eagles. Sunday night football, Chargers at Raiders. Okay, good. Wait, what are the Saturday ones again? Chiefs at Broncos. Okay. Cowboys at Eagles. I don't know why Chiefs and Broncos. That feels like that has no... Kind of a throwaway game. Yeah. That's just Patrick Mahomes will get ratings. Which maybe the whole division had to be flexed for fairness. I don't know. 
Because the Sunday night game? No, I, th- I think they just probably like Patrick Mahomes to get ratings. Like yeah. at 4 o'clock on a Saturday in January, Patrick Mahomes could be playing a fucking Pop Warner team. You'd be like, oh, I'll yeah. tune in. Patrick Mahomes in, in mile high? I yeah. It would be Throwing San the ball Fran, 75 Angeles, yards? Niners, Rams is two playoff teams. I thought yeah. they would flex that. Okay, so but you know good Saturday and Sunday. You, you know what I'm saying about the Niners, right? It's like Kyle Shanahan's system is basically any quarterback – can be good until they're not, and then the quarterback's the problem. Right, right. And you always sit there and say, imagine if we had this quarterback. Yes. It would be incredible. Which I do all the time. Right, of course. And and when we say, imagine if you had this quarterback, it's actually just Kyle Shanahan dreaming of Kirk Cousins. Yep. Right. Um, okay. By the way, did the Eagles actually clinch a playoff spot? Is this going to be another one where I yes. I have all the – Is was it because the Vikings lost? 49ers yes. and Vikings. No, it's yeah. because the Vikings lost this game. Okay. All right. That was so, the last thing that had to happen. Okay. So I'm not – there. there's going to be a lot of Eagles fans. At the when time you that you said point, it, you're not wrong. Yeah, when you get the to time this you're listening point to it, he's wrong. of the podcast, you're going to feel like an asshole for tweeting me that you clinched. It hadn't happened yet. Uh, Saints-Panthers. Who cares? Yep. Moving on. Sam Darnold looked uh, – he looked not like Sam Darnold today. He looked better than Sam Darnold. There we go. Sam Darnold has now officially become QB1 over Sam Darnold. Yeah. And and the Saints do have a, a path. They have to beat Atlanta, and the 49ers have to lose to the Rams. Not crazy. Mm-hmm. Not crazy. Uh, uh, we did forget to talk about one thing with the Rams. What? Odell Beckham punching that guy in the butthole. Yeah. How about that, huh? He likes ass play. He, like, he came from a good five yards away, cocked his fist back like a... Old timey, you know when when cartoon characters used to, yeah, he bonked them. No, you, I'm bonking you. Why? You're getting turned on by this. I can tell. I like it. I'm not. <laughs> He's. I thought of a good joke, but I'm not going to say oh. it now. Yeah. Not even going to. I'm going to keep it. this one to my. No, say it, say it, say it, say it. He's Fister Int. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Bonk and 1.5 boobs. <laughs> the double. I see. That's what I don't like about the bonk is because. I know, gets, I know you don't like it. It's hilarious. No, the bonk like gets it. the bonk gets overused because I was talking about a play where, like, legitimately one of the best receivers in the NFL saw a guy make an interception, ran over, and just punched him as hard as he could in the butthole. Right. I don't think that's a bonk. Okay. I think Odell should be bonked. Would you say that coming back to it like an hour later is a bonk? Might be bonk related. You've been thinking about that. Play. It was. It was funny. Yeah. It was a very Ask funny play. play. Tickles your fancy. It was a very. It's not every day you get to see a guy just like put his fist in another guy's asshole. I just like we can say yeah we can say bonk anytime and you're like it's not a bonk. No, I'm just saying that's <laughs> that is not a bonk. Right. It's never a bonk with you. You you should be bonked for bonking <laughs> for interpreting bonk. that as sexual. <laughs> bonk. But it, we'll put up a poll for this. Play no. the, play this clip in its entirety yeah. and then follow it up with a tweet that says, "Is PFT being horny or is Big Cat?" Being horny for thinking that PFT this is, is what being horny. this is the best part about calling you out on a bonk. You get so defensive that it's like you must have also been thinking about sex. I'll admit when I'm thinking about sex all the time. Not thinking about sex right now. <laughs> You're just thinking about Odell putting his hand up some guy's ass. He did it. <laughs> not me. I'm not the one that did it. Again, it was funny. It was funny. It was funny. Yeah. I just love saying bonk to you because we always end up here. You're I'm like not, I'm not the one. You guys are the I'm, ones. I'm the least horny person on this podcast. Uh, uh, anyone want to share the text from PFT on January 1st? Uh, it said, did you guys see Miley Cyrus last night? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I was curious if you guys saw because I went to bed yes, early. Never horny. Because I had coronavirus. Never horny. It's All impossible right. to be horny with COVID. <laughs> I will say PFT tweeted, I think, a clip of Miley Cyrus's performance. I did. And was just like jokingly like this was a great performance. And the Miley stands didn't see the 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 irony in it and we're just like yes oh my god yes it was so true it was awesome to be able to tweet something just positive and pure that's about beautiful. miley cyrus that's beautiful and i i turned off the replies to it so only miley stands were like quote tweeting because oh were, that's why that's yeah, what it was because they search her name i didn't want it to be, i didn't want that clip to be defiled by people thinking i was just looking at her nipple yeah when you yeah, have right. to turn off replies yeah you, you're, you're not horny. you're pre-bonking yeah, right. you're getting right. out of the way of bonks. it was the best turning Correct. off replies He's to any miley cyrus tweet the horniest the not horny man go. ever um all right yeah I, you got a sex addiction you're thinking about sex not all you're thinking about sex right now <laughs> you're th- you got a sex addiction. you're addicted to sex we've established that you talk it. about sex more than i do <laughs> hank did <laughs> hank said it last time okay you do he did not you do he did not he did not say it he did there's, not. There's, there's everyone's I'll, laughing right now. I'll there's start not, keeping. I'll start keeping a track keep now. A track. 2022. Sex jokes. No. We'll, vi- we'll revisit. Close. We'll do that. We'll do a mid-year review in <laughs> there, July. There's a clip that came that. out. I look forward to that I'll review. A, I'll make a note. Here's what I don't want to do. I don't want. I don't want to censor myself on this podcast. It's going to be don't. tough. You're going to be. You're going to have to because I'm like, oh well, Big Cat's going to think that this is a sex joke. There are, Od- usually are. Odell Beckham punching another guy in the butthole is not sex. No, but coming back, like it's coming violence. back to it a, an hour later, being like, "Oh, I forgot, Odell put his hand in some guy's asshole." I mean, should we not talk about that? <laughs> yeah, we should have talked about it then. That's usually yeah. something that we would bring up. Um, yeah, it's true. Uh, all right, let's go. Let's get back on track. Seahawks Lions. We'll wrap up here. Um, again, I don't really uh, this game. Good job, Russ. Yeah. Uh, this Last was, game good is it, in Seattle. Good I'm gonna, job. I'm going to count this as a win for Tim Boyle. This is the closest Tim Boyle's yeah. going to get to a win. In it was the a shootout. Tim Boyle was, in, it was involved in a shootout. You didn't lose because of Tim Boyle. Well, right. actually, no, he threw a few interceptions. Yeah, but him. he was involved in a shootout. He was That's in, cool. He was involved in a shootout. Because you do need both teams to score to have a shootout. Yeah, they lit the scoreboard up. Right. You need two teams to do that. Absolutely. Uh, I, I did find, I found a good quote about Dan Campbell. This is from a couple years ago, but I'd never seen it before. But I like it. It's from Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy said, uh, whenever he stood in front of the team and talked, you're ready to just storm out of that meeting and punch a guy in the face for no reason. Okay. There's no higher compliment okay. I think, that, than you can pay. Yes. And you just want to go coach. fight people. You just want to get into a fight. You want to fight people. Um, the only other th- – I had Amon Ross St. Brown watch, which we've been talking about. He's just a bona fide, like, superstar in the making because the last five weeks he's had 43 catches – 451 yards and five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's a full season in the last five weeks. Yep. So there you go, Lions fans. And, and Seahawks, you... Like, Russ is now doing... I Russell Wilson bothers me. I don't know. He's now saying, like, I hope this isn't the last game in Seattle. You are the one who gets to decide that. And also... Like, you... It's, your, it's in your hands. He's the one whose agent leaked the... Like, I don't want to be traded, but right. if I did want to be traded, right. here are the five teams I would and go to. And went on Jimmy Fallon and, like, had him ask about, like, I just can't stand when players, if you want to be traded, just say you want to be traded. Don't don't have someone else say you want to be traded and then say, I love it here. I hope this isn't my last time here. You get to decide that. The, the Seattle Seahawks will never trade Russell Wilson unless Russell Wilson says he wants to be traded. Mm-hmm. That's just a fact. So don't pretend that you're like, Oh man, oh shucks! I hope this hope this isn't the last time. You're you you decide your own destiny here, Russ. 
Yep. I, I had one other note, and that's uh, that Dan Campbell, come hell or high water, he was going to throw a touchdown pass to an offensive lineman this week. Yep. He had he had multiple guys running routes from the offense from the tackle eligible position. And also people are really mad at Dan Campbell. Fantasy owners are very mad at him because during the week, Dan Campbell kept saying, I'm going to cut DeAndre Swift loose. You're going to see DeAndre Swift really cook this week. And then at the goal line, he's just trying to throw passes to his offensive lineman to get them touchdowns. Matthew Barry's got to be furious. Matthew Barry's putting him on the shit list. Who was the other guy that like Matthew Barry will never forgive? Oh, fuck. There was some player that lied about yeah. whether or not he was going to play. Some, yeah. No, yeah, he he. It was on the Cardinals. He tweeted wasn't it? something, and Matthew Barry was like, "You think this is a fucking game?" Yeah, well, yeah, yes, yes, it's exactly what it was. Was it James Connor? I can't, it might have been. Who like saying no, I like don't he think was so. out, and then it, yeah, he got very very upset at someone. I do remember this. We got to find was that it David Johnson. It might have maybe. Been. Yeah, he like t- did he tweet that he was gonna be out, and then he played, or he tweeted that he was gonna play, then he was out. Yeah, Matthew Barry's like. You're playing with people's lives here. <laughs> That's very funny. That's very so funny. funny. I encourage more I do players that all to do that the time. in week 17. Yes. Especially week 17. Yes. Uh. Throw some chaos into it. Uh, okay, last game. Find that for us. I think it was David Johnson in 2019. What did he do? Matthew, it was. Matthew Berry rants at Cardinals Twitter for trolling fantasy managers. <laughs> <laughs> so he, that clip looks like he woke up the next day and still was upset. Oh, no. Yeah, it was a big thing for Matthew Barry. <laughs> and the, 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 the caption of the video, Matthew Barry calls out the Arizona Cardinals Twitter, Twitter handle for saying fantasy managers should have started running back Chase Edmonds in week seven against the Giants. Oh, man. That's great. I think Matthew Barry took David Johnson off his big board like for, for the rest of his life. He's like, I will never draft David Johnson again in fantasy I, because of what he did to me. I know we joke about fantasy, like no one cares about your fantasy team. And I, look, I play fantasy, and I know people take it very seriously. The thing that bothers me with fantasy every year is like it, the championship is just in the playoffs are just complete flukes. It's like whoever has one game where it's just crazy and he goes off, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like if you had if you Jamar Chase, if you drafted week, Jamar Chase, yeah. probably at the time when Jamar Chase was like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to catch a football because the stripes are different. That's when you drafted him. Yeah. Back, you know, think back four or five months ago. And then now you're winning thousands of dollars because of what a great season he had. And more specifically, what an incredible week this week he had. Right. It's it's all luck. It's, it's it, it, yeah. It's just your players end up playing like in random spots. Obviously, there are some people that are really good at it, but it's just you, you lose one or two times in your fantasy career where it's like, oh, fuck this. This guy was awesome all year, and then one week he decided to suck, and it just completely kills it for you. Mm-hmm. What do you got? What does he say? Read it. The video to his rant. You want me to lie at AZ Cardinals about David Johnson's health for competitive reasons? Fine. But when I believe you're lying, start DJ and Benj Edmonds. You want to troll me for that? Ahem. I have some thoughts. <laughs> mm. Ahem. He did the throat clear. Holy shit. The Arizona Twitter Cardinals account, like... I've been in the news recently. Well, in the last I, few years. I didn't know that I. I'm a fan of theirs now, fully. Wow! Wow! I think more people should start typing the word "ahem" ahem before they drop a nuclear take. Ahem. Let me let me get on my soapbox. Ahem. Uh, all right, last game, Car- Cardinals Cowboys. I made the biggest future bet I've ever made in my life uh, at like noon today on the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl at ten to one. They lose this game. They lose chance at the number two seed. Also, Michael Gallup tore his ACL. I'm the biggest mush alive. And I experienced like watching it at, with like a very rooted interest in the Cowboys, and they suck. They suck. 
They don't they suck. They don't no, suck. They I'm going to talk I'm you off done. the ledge a little I'm bit. Done. The Cowboys are very good. They're not a fluke. Their defense is good. This game, I'm going to chalk this one up to Kyler Murray Magic in Texas Stadium. He's 9-0. and He's is he nine and zero now? Nine and zero in AT and T Stadium. He played. He eight, played there in high school. Five right? times in high school. Yeah. He's two and zero in the pros, and I think there's three other game or whatever. Yeah, two other games. I think t- at Texas A and M, and another game. They, yeah, I feel like Oklahoma plays one of those games every couple of yeah. years where it's like this the season opener in Jerry World. Right. Uh, but yeah, Kyler Murray just he owns that building. Yes, it's his. I don't and, think he's ever lost in the state of Texas. By the way. He never lost in high school. He That's never lost crazy. in high school. I'm almost positive he's never lost a, f- a competitive football game he won, in the state of Texas. He won every Red River? Well, yeah. That's I, in Dallas. Yeah, but he's he didn't see. Remember, he wasn't at Oklahoma his whole four years. Right, but every one that he played in. I believe so. Find it for us. Yes. And right now. I'm seeing yeah. 49 and 3 since high school. Since high school in the state of Texas? Yeah. When but did he lose three losses? Could be a, Shit. Uh, all right, it would have been cooler if he had never lost in the state of Texas. Right now, it looks like there's a good chance that they will be playing at AT&T Stadium in the opening round of the playoffs, too. Yes. That's an issue. All right, so 2017 and 18. No, two, yeah, see, he only played he only played one real full year at Oklahoma. So, and I th- I'm pretty sure they won, they won Red River that year. Get on that, Jake. That's a big... If he's never lost in the state of Texas, I might have totally made that up, but that would be fucking cool. How cool would that be? Did Jake just say he lost three times? Yeah, but I, he said that was the first thing he saw. That's yeah, un- I'll look from a better source. But what was the source? A, uh, some guy with like 30 followers. <laughs> Give us a shout out his name. This guy's Schittsburg Steelers guy. I put you on the spot. I'm the sorry, The Evening Jake. Fire. The Evening mm. Fire. Sounds kind of like podcast. a... Oh. Actually, actually bleep out their podcast name. Yeah, fuck that. Well, 49 we can't have them before this come and take our shit. And three now. Okay, so I might have made up that. It sounds cool to say he's never lost, lost a game in the state of Texas. So let's just roll with that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Gallup kind of concerns me because he's fucking good. And yeah, Cedric Wilson is not bad. The, the touchdown catch that he had where he tore his ACL on the catch, knowing that he tore the ACL in the process yep. of – Stepping off that leg, I think it was his left leg that he pushed off of, did like a 180 in the in the air, held on to the ball in the end zone while his ACL was torn. Yep. Respect. Yes. That's all Madden shit. That is all Madden shit. He, um, yeah, that was that was a crazy catch. I just don't, I, I don't know. The Cowboys, watching them, they concerned me. And that was a stupid bet. Well, and it was stupid right away, but the game, whatever. The game could have been different, but we all know that the biggest obstacle to you winning this future bet is probably going to be Mike McCarthy. Yeah. He's the weak his arteries are his weak link. He's the weak link to his team right now because the defense is awesome. The offense when they have their shit together is definitely good enough to win every game they play in with that defense. But then you have to trust Mike McCarthy don't do anything stupid. And he kind of did something stupid in this game, which is he ran out of timeouts. Yep. Was not able to challenge Chase Edmonds. Which was a fumble. Which we think was a fumble. We're going to say it was, was a fumble. definitely a fumble. Um, and so the game turns around at that point. The Cowboys have a chance to win. Wasn't right. that under two minutes, though? No, it was no, right it before the two-minute warning. It was right before. Uh, Kyler Murray did actually lose to Texas in his one Red River. So there's one loss. We found one. Either way, it was cool when I said that he'd never lost in the state of Texas. We should just go with that. Mm-hmm. That sounds fucking cool. The fact he never lost in high school is insane. Yeah. And he's 9-0 and in that building. That is confirmed. 
Yep. Confirmed fact. Uh, but yeah, you're right. That that timeout, like losing that timeout, that was, and it was. It, I don't know if they. I don't know if the um, Cardinals did it on purpose, but the reason why he used the timeout was there was a fourth and like I don't know five uh, or fourth and goal on the five, and they brought out Prater and Prater and Kyler Murray were on the field at the same time, and then they put Prater out wide. So the Cowboys were confused whether they were going to go for it or kick a field goal, then they burned a timeout. Mm. I don't know if that was intentional. I don't know either, but I, I get the I get the vibe that when Mike McCarthy is coaching football a lot of the times, he's just he's enjoying watching football from the sidelines. So yes. it just kind of gets lost in the game. I would be in that same position too. Sometimes if I'd be like at an NFL game on the sideline, I'd forget what my job was supposed to be too because I'd just be very enthralled by he watching zones it. Out. He zones out and yeah. kind of watches the game. Yes. No, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it, I lost that bet. It was stupid. I, I, I got swept up in the moment. I've been thinking about, like, why, how can I find a way that the Packers aren't going to win the Super Bowl? Um, oh, the Cowboys, I think, are undervalued and really good. No, they're not. They suck. Um, their offense is cl- – like, the, I, I, it, to be fair, I have to be exactly fair about the Cowboys as I am about the Rams and the Colts. Can the Cowboys put together four games in a row offensively that can win a Super Bowl? No, they can't because they haven't, so mm. they can't. So I'm an idiot. So it, right now it would be looking like they'd go to Lambeau in the second round. Great, right? Just get it over with. Lose that game and I'll just be drowning in sorrow. Great. Oh, fucking Cowboys. I do like them better than the Rams, though. <sighs> Yeah, and it's not, and people say it's recency bias with the Washington football team game. I was talking about this bet before that. I've been talking about this bet for like three weeks. I'm an idiot. I timed it so, it already went from 10 to 1 to 12 to 1. So I'm really an idiot. Way to go. I might hop on it now. Yeah, hop on it with me. Fucking stupid. Stupid. Cardinals, though, that was a big time win. Cliff Kingsbury called a perfect last drive to salt the game away. Kyler Murray made some big time throws. Like, that's the card. As bad as the Cardinals have looked the last few weeks, that's the team where you're like, okay, they could beat anyone. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, and they still don't have DeAndre Hopkins. It's helpful when they have A.J. Green making big catches down the field. Yeah. He was so uh, credit to the Cardinals. Like, they deserve absolute big time credit. It felt like they were a sinking ship. That's a huge win. They can still win the AFC or the NFC West uh, if they win and the Rams lose. So that's like, I mean, that would. Obviously, change a lot of the picture because then the, the Cardinals would get home field but for they, the first round. They stink at home, though. That is true. That's the issue. Yes, that is true. Uh, okay, Kyler Murray's never won in the state of Arizona. That's true. He's never won in the state. He's he's over in the state of Arizona. <laughs> uh, yeah, if he goes, if the Cardinals go back to the AT and T, I'm just going to burn that money. Like he's just burning it because he's going to win again. He'll go ten and zero in that building. Something about it. I do believe in that shit. Like, he's just something about being in that building. He's just going to dominate. Uh, okay, let's do Football Guy of the Week, and then we'll wrap up with Who's Back of the Week. Maybe talk a little college. I know Hank has college football on his Who's Back. Uh, Billy. Billy, how sickened are you by opt-outs? I mean, I'm sorry. Actually, to- save that. Sorry. Yeah. Hank has it for his Who's Back. I want to hear your take on that. Congratulations to both Greg Kittle and Olsen for winning Football Guy of the Week for Week 16. You know, just guys being dudes on the sideline, nothing better than that. So now for our Week 17 nominees, number one, Michael Freeman, Marcus Freeman. I I love how they just won Football Guys of the Week just for roughhousing. 
Yeah. Yeah. The that's, that's as simple as it can be to each other. The vote says what the vote says. Mm-hmm. Okay. Marcus Freeman. Michael Freeman, Marcus Freeman's father. Got it. He didn't show up to his Fiesta Bowl as he was the head coach of Notre Dame because growing up he taught him that he's no better than anybody else no matter how successful he gets. So he wasn't going to show up to his game and just sit on his couch because that's what he always did and why should he treat this game as special? That's a football guy kind of move. I love it. Okay. Just didn't show up. I feel like in a lot Kind of, of like Marcus Freeman in the second half. Exactly. In a lot of sports movies, there's always that one moment where the main character looks at the stands to see if his dad's there. Yeah. His dad's not, but it just makes him continue to work harder. Right. So that's what Mr. Freeman is doing to Mr. Freeman. Right. Exactly. Second nominee, Jalen Warren, running back for Oklahoma State. This story comes from after the Big 12 championship game. He was so frustrated that he couldn't play and help the team so that he walked from the Stillwater Airport back to his dorm on a bad ankle after the team arrived home. He walked 3.2 miles from the airport to his dorm on a bad ankle because he was so frustrated he couldn't help his team and just decided to go totally out of the way. So he can't help his team even more because it's like when we were in Chicago and PFT had a broken foot. And he walked on it, and it, like, turned blue. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. I've never been the same since. It was really bad. I used he, to be able to dunk. Mm-hmm. All his teammates circled back to offer him a ride, and he refused all of them. So Yeah, that seems more dumb. Yeah. Like, I could see you trying to make the walk back, and then maybe by the time your second teammate drives past you, you're like, yeah, yeah you know what? I've proved my point. I was going to walk. Also, it concerns me that it sounds like he leaked the story. Of, like, I wanted to walk home from the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's no sadder walk, I think, than walking home from the airport. No. No. Might as well just be like a a hobo with a a stick with a rag tied to the end of it. It's bad. A lot of mental toughness, though. Yeah. Number three, Rob Gronkowski, tight end for the Buccaneers. So uh, he had a great line when asked about the Antonio Brown situation. He just said, I don't know what happened. I was too busy smashing helmets with 300-pound linemen. Nice. That's the only input. You'd think and I, was I actually think he's being honest. Mm-hmm. I think he probably, when he gets on the plane, he's like, where's AB? That's just, it's a good answer for any football player to have when asked about anything that you don't want to answer. Yes. I don't know. I was busy smashing my hel- my helmet against a 300-pound lineman. Yes. Boom. Easy. He's got CTE, according to the doctors on Twitter. Last nominee, Joe Burrow, quarterback for Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow played a lot of the game without his name played on his back because mm-hmm. he plays for the team on the front, not for the one on the back. Mm-hmm. Slash was ripped off. Exactly. It, it, it had Frank the Tank in a fucking blender every time they showed him. He's like, where the hell is his name plate? <laughs> like, I don't know. If he's the only guy that doesn't have one, then you know who he is. Yes. Kind of looked a lot like the Bobby Boucher jersey. Again, those references. And now for the old school football guy of the week, you know, with John Madden passing, one of the ultimate football guys, I just have a story about when John Madden, uh, there was a Patriots player when he was coaching for the Raiders who cracked his vertebrae, and the uh, the Patriots were flying home, and this player had to stay. John Madden stayed with this player in the hospital when all of his team and coaches had flown back east and saved his life once when Wait. he was choking because his tube had slipped out of his... Wait, what? John Madden was in the hospital, saw the guy choking. When where was John Madden coaching? John so Madden was, is my mic working? He was yeah. coaching the Raiders. The guy got injured in the yeah. game, and basically, like, he got sent a to the hospital. Raiders player or Patriots? Patriots player. Patriots player. Okay. The His Patriots are getting on the bus, and John Madden basically like went to the plane, got on the plane, and was like, "You need to keep someone here to watch this player." 
made a PR person Got stay it. around, and then John Madden basically like went to the hospital, stayed at the hospital with him. Okay, he was going to visit okay. him at the hospital, and the hose that was going in his like neck or whatever like slipped. It was basically suffocating him. John Madden noticed it. Was like, hey, 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 get, grab the nurse. If John Madden wasn't Save there, the guy probably would have died. And then continued his friendship with him uh, over the years, and you know, stayed very close with him. Okay, thanks, Hank. Yeah, you're welcome. Sorry, I, I saw Big Cat. Was kind of oh, I was confused. Yeah, I, yeah, I was confused. I'm just gonna read the passage. Okay, <laughs> no, read the passage. No, Hank did a great job. Read the passage. That was basically yeah. Go ahead. That's a great story. I'd never heard that story. I got confused. I'm sorry. No, no I'm, Hank did a great job. Yeah. How yeah. do you feel if you're the Patriots coach at that point? Like another man saved yeah. your player's life. That's a, yeah, you got cucked. Yeah. Yeah. John Madden, I mean, legend forever. Was there anything else? That was our football Are you mad that I got confused? No, no. You threw the, the windpipe thing in late. I was like, what's going on now? Yeah. That was a great <laughs> job, Billy. Yeah. Thanks, um, Hank. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you, Hank. Hank. Thanks for the save, Hank. Thank you. Uh, great football guys. Go vote now on the blog. Correct? Exactly. Hank just maddened your throwback football guy. The, I know. Yeah. He really stayed in the hospital on that one. He saved it. <laughs> he, did. he saw you choking and he <laughs> fucking got you, got it out of your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Should we do who's back of the week? Yep. Wrap it up. I mean, the college football playoffs were, we'll talk some bowl season. I think we have Kirk Herbstreit on on Wednesday, but yeah, the, the semifinal we need to expand the playoffs, not just – like, it's going to end up the same way, but at least we'll have some fun games beforehand. I wish there was a third-place game. Yeah, I would that like would to see be Michigan-Cincinnati Yeah, that would be fun. That's true. Well, that would kind of lead me to my who's back of the week, PFT, because if we had a third-place game, all the players would probably opt out. My who's back of the week is debates over players playing or not playing uh, in bowl games. Big Cat alluded to Kirk Herbstreet uh, on the pregame before the playoff. He basically, or no, before the Matt Corral Ole Miss game, uh, he was saying that players should play and, and saying all this stuff. People were very mad at him for, you know, basically saying that players should be playing in bowl games regardless of their draft status or whatever. They should be playing for the team yes. and not worrying about, you know, their future and millions of dollars being up in the air if they happen to get injured, which Matt Corral got injured in a meaningless game. Yes. So that kind of put fuel on the fire of the debate yeah i don't think that matt corral is gonna miss out on any money though now it's not to say that it could never happen because it has happened before like jalen smith when he was playing in the yes. bowl game had the devastating knee injury it cost him a shitload of money and a lot of you know draft position we don't know what's going to happen with matt corral in fact i would say that there's probably a pretty good likelihood that there are a ton of nfl gms who would probably bump somebody up in their draft stock if they're like Oh, this guy wanted to play in the bowl game. That's just how like a lot of NFL GMs think. Like this guy's here for his team, but I think it's probably we probably have a similar opinion on this. But if any player in college football decides at any time, like I'd rather not risk injury and then enter the draft. It could be for a bowl game. It could be in the middle of the year. It could be whenever. If he's like, you know what, I'd I'd rather play in the NFL. That's kind of the game. That's yeah. kind of like, okay. You're not getting paid at this level. You want to get paid. I like it when players stick around and play. Personally, as a fan, I think it's cool. But I don't think that my opinion on whether or not I like it should enter their calculation of whether or not they want to hold out for the next level. Yeah, no, it's it's very weird that it's, it becomes like this raging debate when it's like these guys have – they should get to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. It's their per personal choice. And the part that bothers me is more when someone does get hurt, everyone's like, oh, he shouldn't have played. No, fuck that. 
If a guy wants to play, if a guy, if it means something to him to play one last game with his teammates, whether it's a meaningful game or not, he should get to do that. Like, that's his choice, just like it's a choice. I also think when you have, like, opt-outs, the Rose Bowl was fucking incredible. Do you know why it was incredible? Because can you give me the pronunciation on the Ohio State receiver's name? I don't want to mess it up. I believe it's Smith and Jingba. Was insane. Do you know how many, like, he, he was good all year. But Chris Olave not playing, let him step up into a bigger role. Like it also, when you have opt outs, you get guys that are underclassmen that have a chance to shine in big time moments. So I just, it's always it's bizarre to me. I I also think that there, there's so many people who judge these kids, and actually I don't think there's that many people who have the opinion that kids shouldn't opt out anymore. I really think no, it's, I, I don't think so. Either. It's starting to like. Player movement and and player independence in all sports has completely shifted. Where I think most people take sides of players, not owners anymore. So it's very like it's it's one of those Twitter arguments that it feels like everyone's just yelling at like three people, like Danny Canal and I don't know who else, Herbie and Desmond Howard. Yeah, like who, who are we who are we arguing with? But at the end of the day, like. Guys should get to decide what they want to decide what's best for them. So when, People think it's ESPN because they're the ones that well, are that part, not benefiting we, from the, yeah, you know, the best players playing for promotion. And we should talk to Herbie about that because that is a fair criticism. I think that does have something to do yes. with it because they want to be able to sell all their bowl games. Right. And it's way easier. I'd watch them. anyway. Yeah. A lot of people would watch anyway, but they definitely have, they have a significant financial interest in the best players and the players that you know playing in these big games. I think people would watch – like. There's so many fans of college football that don't even know the big-time players. Like, you know your team's big-time players, but I think that's part of why college football is great is you watch the jerseys. You know what I mean? Like, you're, Notre Dame's playing in a game. Did, did people who watch, That game was probably watched by millions and millions of people. There was probably millions and millions of people that didn't realize that Notre Dame didn't have their two best players in the game. Like, I just think that people watch for the jerseys and the tradition and all that. So it it doesn't really change that much when a guy wants to opt out to secure their financial future. And, I yeah, I mean, people watch bowl games. I, I love the argument of, like, there's too many bowls. Do you know why there's too many bowls? You know why there's, quote-unquote, too many bowls? First of all, I do not think there are too many bowls. I think there's too few. The reason why there's so many bowls is because everyone watches them. Bowl games on a, the pinstripe bowl gets more people watching it than like the premier Thursday night NBA basketball game. Yeah, would you rather watch football? Would you rather not watch football? Right. It's just like the reason why there are so many bowls is people watch them. We should come up with bowl game matchups for the NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After this so, week? Yeah, yes. after this game, after uh, the and last week. And invite them, yes. And then invite all the teams and see, yes. see who really loves football. Yes. Billy. If the Bulls want those players who would sit out to play in the games, they should pay those players. I agree. Yeah, That's yeah. actually a great so, idea. I, I think that, for the most part, college football fans in this circumstance exist in a pretty rational place of we want we want to see our players playing if they want to play. If they don't, we'll be disappointed, but we're not going to be like, fuck that guy, he has no heart. You know, right. like Most people understand the millions of dollars that could be at stake, now, and they would prefer to see their favorite players play but they don't have any severe animosity against a guy for not doing it. The last, the last thing I'll say about it is, I, and I do think that we all freak out about injuries to a point that's just like insane given where we are with like science and rehab and all this stuff. I always point back, Alex Smith played football again. Alex Smith, his leg fell off. He played football again. It's not like it's 1960 when you get an a- you tear your ACL 
and your in your career's over. But if Alex Smith had that happen to him, he probably wouldn't have played football again. What? If it happened to him in college. Like he was not when he came back. Well, I think that was also reason, age. The reason why he came back at the end was to prove that he could do it and the team gave him a chance to do it because they're like, "Yes, thank you for what you've done for us." But I think that but was age. He too. wasn't I mean, like an NFL quarterback. Yeah, but he end. was he was thirty six, thirty seven. He was at the end of his career, regardless. Yeah, I, I think if he had if that had happened when he was twenty, he still would have tried to play football. Now, obviously, that's a one in a million injury that would have cost him a lot of money. I'm just saying, like, guys recover from ACLs. Guys recover from injuries so much differently than they did 20 years ago 30 years ago mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it turns out that he's got corral has a sprained ankle it's right a, it's a high ankle sprain so he's going to be fine right it's not going to affect his draft stock people were talking but about millions there, of dollars there were a lot of people that were rushing to be like see this is this is a nightmare this is why and i hate all, that and, and i i understand that some people want to be like protective of the players but i feel like a lot of people also just want to be protective of their own takes Correct. And kind of be like, see, this is why I was right. Right. Not, see, I'm so heartbroken for this kid. And how many players play and they don't have any injuries? Like, you can't you can't do that. You That's the part that drives me nuts is don't judge a kid because he wants to play just like don't judge a kid because he wants to opt out. They're the mm-hmm. same situation. It, it, it's a give and take for sure. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you know that Dave Gettleman would look at a player that chooses to play in, the, in a quote-unquote meaningless bowl game and put like an extra plus next to his name. Yeah. And these guys actually do work in front offices across the NFL where you could make yourself more money by playing in a bowl game. Listen, they're like Michael Parsons opted out last year. He's been, he's going to be rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, maybe even defensive player of the year, like in the running. He there definitely were questions going into the draft of does he love football? Obviously he loves football. We've watched like some of the stuff when he gets mad that he gets pulled out of games. People get mad that like scouts do their jobs. That's the other part. The other part of this whole entire debate, they get mad that like a scout would say, "Oh, does this kid love football because he opted out?" That's they uncover everything about all. Like you're making an, an insane investment in a player. You want to know that they love football. And well, here's you can of, opt out and still love football. I'm here, just saying here's that there cra- will be people who ask it. Here's what's crazy is dirty little secret. You can not love football and still be really good at it. Correct. And still make a shitload Correct. of money and still win a Super Bowl. Correct. Even if you don't love football. Now, it's it's better probably in, in the eyes of almost every scout well, there's if pro- you do. It's probably, it's, it's probably a higher hit rate of draft yeah. picks that love football that pan out versus draft picks that don't love football. But it, it's crazy. Like that's The last element of it is people get offended that like a scout would say, oh, I'd prefer my guys to not opt out. That doesn't mean that they shouldn't. They should still do their personal choice. That's part of the personal choice. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Yeah. All of it. No. If you want to come back and play, that's great. Good for you. If you don't, that's good for you too. Yeah. Don't shame them either way. That's yep. my point. Um, okay. Good. Who's back, Hank? PFT. Your who's back? Uh, my who's back of the week is the Low Man Trophy. Yes. So tonight it's Monday. Tonight at halftime of the Steelers Browns game, Big Ben's home swan song. We're going to be awarding the Low Man Trophy to the nation's top collegiate fullback. The ballots are in. They have been counted. I know who won. Big Cat knows who won. Yes. Uh, We've got an illustrious panel this year, added some big names to it. So we're going to be putting out a video at halftime of Monday Night Football, uh, awarding the award, the most prestigious award in college football. It's a tire with a Chevy decal nailed to it. Um, The grittiest trophy in sports. 
So all the fullbacks – actually, there was like a 12-hour a span where every game had a nominee for the Lowman Award in it, and they all scored, like back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. It was crazy. It was a big day for fullbacks. I think that was Thursday. I don't know. I was dealing you, with I was dealing with issues. You, you would have loved the Wisconsin-Arizona State game because in the second half – Oh, I watched it. You, you watched the, the game? At oh, like yeah. One in the morning? Oh, yeah. I was up. They, Wisconsin's exotic – offense was running outside of the guards mm-hmm. that was when they were like watch this play we're going to open up the playbook no is great between between the fullback offense that they were using and also he's only 17 guys yes Braylon allen he's, he's only beast. 17 he's such a beast i love him um all right my who's back is the bulls demar Derozan, back-to-back buzzer beaters that was insane that's it first time ever first time ever in, and, in back-to-back nights. And he Larry never Bird had one. in back-to-back games, but there was a night off in between. And he never had one in his career, which is crazy. Are they the, the, the one seed the as one of right now? Overall, yes. The one seed overall. I actually today. think they're very, very good, and they could compete with anyone in the East. The Warriors are a different, whole different situation. The the fact Nets, the, you think the Bulls compete with the Nets? Yes. The Nets are, like, are the Nets going to be healthy all the way through? Is Kyrie Irving going to keep his head on all the way through? I don't know. Like, there's the Nets... The Nets do not scare me. They, I mean, they do, but they don't because they, they can always find a way to Nets it up. Um, the fact the Warriors get Clay back, too, is crazy. Like, that's best free agent acquisition of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy. My who's back of the week is feel-good stories. So this one's come from the NHL. Uh, Vancouver Canucks assistant equipment manager had a fan point out a mole on his neck through the glass behind the bench. And turns out that the fan was a nurse and knew that the Vancouver Canucks assistant equipment manager had a cancerous mole on his neck. Whoa. So it's like the John Madden of hockey. Exactly. It's the crazy. Glass, just was put her cell phone up to the glass saying, you need to get that mole checked out on his neck. He got checked out. Whoa. Saved the guy's That's life. That's a crazy story. That's great. Wait, when was this? It's like. A day ago or something? That's yeah. crazy. It, it happened a few years. Sorry, again, Billy. Oh, no. Oh, no. It happened a few oh, years no. ago. He got checked out, got it all treated, and then I think either they were back where she was and they like did a little ceremony uh, or like, honored her, thanked awesome. her for, you know. Well, I, hey, it's new to me. And I'm I'm glad that it was. Well, no, the, the, the ceremony and like the, the uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like that, but that the whole story is new to me. This is the first I'm hearing of it. Because this could have been just a, a fan chirping somebody, being like, hey, you got a nasty mole on your neck. Right. That's a pretty good chirp. Right. If you're a hockey fan at a game, but it turns out this, the person was doing it for an actual medical reason. Yes. Saved his life. Good for you. Damn. That's crazy. And they gave her a $10,000 uh, scholarship to med school. Whoa. Wait, but she was already... Oh, she was a nurse. I don't know. That's what Cam just told me. Oh, okay. Damn. It's good who's back, Billy. Thanks. Jake? Uh, Jackson Smith in Jigba is the correct. There we go. He was so fucking good. That was a off. that was a video game. Yeah, it was sick. I actually have also been thinking Nick Saban is essentially like. Does Nick is Nick Saban ever going to get bored? He's he like when you play video games and it's you win too much and you're like I gotta no because, I want to lose a couple games here no because he's a sociopath yeah so he he has to keep winning it's crazy he'll be bored when he's dead yeah. I hate to say it, my who's back is nose spray. Oh, you dicked I was in Florida. Oh, no. Very stuffy, seasonal. You didn't sit next to a dog environment. Again, did you? And oh, it just no. Had, it, it was very stuffy. I just had to do it. It felt great, but I'm not going to continue to do it. But you just said that you've been doing it. I did it once. 
Just once. Yes, just once. By yourself or this is how it starts. This is how you fall back. Are you spraying alone? God damn it, Jake. Spraying alone. God Mm. damn it. I'm worried about you. It's back, but hopefully not for a while. Damn. We'll see. Um, All right. Anything else? You know that center uh, Garrett Bradbury caught the tip pass. No. On the Vikings. Okay. I think it happened while we were recording. Yeah. Played tight end in college. Oh. Okay. Little because everyone was like, like he's an offensive guard. He must have been. Thinking of that for a while, and then he, it's like, no, he's actually pretty good at tight end. Yeah, you don't really see that happen too much, do you? No. Oh, look, they got the the um, Steve Kornacki at this hour, like it's a fucking election. Uh, okay, so some votes are going to come in overnight. The, for the Steelers Ravens. have five percent chance. Damn, that sucks for them. Oh yeah, big kid. I I believe by the way, the Jaguars have not locked up. Oh, number one, they're a half game behind the uh, Lions. So I think if the Jaguars win and the Lions lose. Oh, it's a two and fourteen and two thirteen and one. You know what? I I hope the Lions get the second pick. Yeah, that would be nice. It would I'm be sure nice. The Jaguars just, fans were going to come after you. It would so be nice to look back at the it, season. Oh, the Jaguars like, fans yeah. are definitely going to come. <laughs> Chaps, after me. Chaps, or the gonna, Lions fans. Chaps going like, to come all over what your about us. Yeah. Clown faces. They got the clown. Oh, yeah. that, mm-hmm. That's a little bit of a cell phone. Yeah, you're making yourself a clown. Yeah, like I, because it's if you're in Jaguars Twitter community, you get it. But everyone else, you you look at it and you're like, wait, what? Are you a clown? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that part of? It? They're saying Shad Khan's a clown, right? Yeah, they're saying their owner is a clown. Yeah, because... that's a, that you just you cell phoned yourself. Yeah, bad. Hank, which one did I say there? That was correct. I said cell phone there. They said cell phone. No, I said cell phone. Right, cell phoned. I'm getting a new cell phone. That's different than what you said. Okay. <laughs> um, Billy, any update on our nutrition stack? Yeah, subs are in. All <laughs> subs are in. Subs are in. The only thing that hasn't come in is those weekly pill things that you can put the pills in to organize it for all y'all, but they're coming in soon. So, all right, somebody pointed out to me online, and I noticed that you liked the tweet. Uh, they said, Billy clearly doesn't have individualized plans for you guys. He just gave you guys the exact same supplements. And you tried to talk your way out of it. Is that true, or do you actually have individualized plans? Well, I do have individual. I have fat, like metabolism speeding up. Okay. Stuff for Big Cat, and yep. then I have for you more of like muscle building, like stuff that will get you going. And for Hank, I sort of when I I, I don't see Hank really putting on muscle, but I see him getting more leaner and toner. Nice soccer body. Cool. With exactly. That. Like Hell we're, yeah, we're, we're gonna turn Hank into Ronaldo. Big cat into slim cat. He's been there before. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, and then you into something like I'm aiming for like kind of liver king, but okay. we'll see. Kind of liver king. Nice. I don't think you can be kind of liver king. I think either you you live the hunter-gatherer lifestyle or you don't. Were you shocked when you saw that video of me and Dave playing against Tony Scheffler in his driveway? Yeah. That was probably about 40 pounds, 50 pounds ago. Yeah. Do you think there's any chance we could meet at 200 pounds? If I really, if I, if I was incentivized, yes. Yeah, I think I could get up to two hundred pounds of muscle. Yeah, mostly muscle. Right now, I'm probably like one sixty three. What are you? I'm two forty seven. I think we could. I think we could meet it. First, like ten is gonna fly off. What would it take for us to try to meet at two hundred by the end of the year? Eighty four pound difference. I could get to two hundred by if I was incentivized. Yeah, but I, who's gonna incentivize us? I don't know if you know somebody out there that wants to. Bezos, get at us, bro. 
How about a, we PFT and I split a billy if we can get to two hundred, meet at two hundred. Deal. <laughs> Damn, I'll do that. All right. Wait before taxes. Fuck it. Either yeah. Way. All right. Either we'll way. do before either taxes. We'll do before either taxes. Way. We'll pay taxes on the billy. Mm-hmm. Not like he's going to. Billy. <laughs> all right. Billy's gonna. Oh, un- go get a number. Go get a number. We've all been worried about about Billy uh, killing us and taking our job. I think that it's pretty likely that Billy's going to accidentally kill us. Yeah. Like, completely unintentionally. Yeah. No, this is going to be bad for me. Uh, 22. Trevon Diggs 44. is the eagle who Eight. owns 88. the air. Micah, Micah Parsons is the lion who owns the ground. I saw that. That was sick. That's a fact. Yeah. Except then they lost the R.I.P. Betty White also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Longtime stoolie. She got mad and cursed by People Magazine. Mm-hmm. She was so close. Kind of funny, actually. Why would you ever allow them to run the congratulations on turning 100, 100 episodes? But that's like, that. I think actually Betty White, knowing her sense of humor, she's like, yeah, run it. I'm just going to fucking die. 86. 86. Ooh. Fuck. Second timer. All right. See you on Wednesday. Love you guys. Mm-hmm.